The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Get who's back. We demand competition. This is the phenomenal one. H.A. Styles, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And you're listening to Wrestling News Live. Howdy, folks. This is good old J.R. Jim Ross of the WWE. And you're listening to Wrestling News Live. It's showtime, folks! Police officer here? I told you you were too loud. Evidently, the cops are actually here. Here, your host, Trey, JSK, and Arnold. That was then. This is now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the two-time wrestling radio show of the year, Wrestling News Live, with the bad boys of wrestling radio, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexay. guys good evening welcome to another edition of wrestling news live right here sunday night showdown.com following an interesting night of professional wrestling on both uh, tna impact of course which actually started an hour earlier tonight and not only did they start an hour earlier they debuted a new program uh called tna reaction which was a little interesting we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on uh, of course monday night raw was guest hosted by uh the one the only david hasselhoff and you know, I said this last week, I made mention of the fact that they were probably going to start the show off, it'd be interesting to see if they brought out the Knight Rider car, and yep, they started out with David Hasselhoff driving Kit into the Raw Arena, and there you have it. Uh, without further ado, though, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I do want to bring on my co-host, you know him, you love him, here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one, yes, the only, back. the Trey Dog. 
I tell you where I'm at. I'm on which mountain somewhere. I'm BFE, where I can get butt hurt and butt raped by lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my! You name it, they're here. But I don't care because the show must go on, and so the dog cometh. Wow, man! I got to see one wrestling match tonight. You're ahead of the game, aren't hoping, you? I was hoping. You know, it's, it's funny because you played the Knight Rider theme. But I wonder, and this is not an insult, so don't take it as an insult, but I wonder just how many of our listeners remember that theme. I, there, you know, there's a lot of a young audience. There's, there's a young audience that we have right here. I mean, we have some... Uh, we have some long-time listeners that, you know, might be our age, but there's a lot of guys out there that, uh, you know, fairly young, maybe aren't aware of, you know, David Hasselhoff and Knight Rider. I mean, he, that was that was such an awesome show, dude. When I was a kid, you know, there were two shows you couldn't miss. That was Dukes of Hazard and Knight Rider. And then after Knight Rider... They tried several different types of man and vehicle cop shows type parodies of Knight Rider. They had the Airwolf. Street Hawk. With the man in the helicopter. Um, then later on, Hulk Hogan had Thunder in Paradise, which was him in an unbelievable boat fighting crime. And, and let's not forget the unbelievable cast of characters that were uh, joining Hulk Hogan Thunder in Paradise, you know, the cast of Crazies, Jimmy Hart, Brutus Beefcake, yeah, you know, just right. you name it, and they were there. And what's funny is, my dad used to be a diehard watcher of that show, and so was I back in the day, which was a Wednesday, but it was a long time ago. And it's funny because my dad and I were just talking about this the other day, he put that show up and how he loved that show, and it just kind of disappeared. Well, the reason it disappeared was because they eventually lured Hogan off of the set of that show to join WCW. That is true. Uh, that was that was before they threw the big WCW Day Parade and Hogan's here and all the hoopla and he was in the Nitro car and yeah, that was that was what all that came about. So anyway, enough nostalgia for you. Well, I was just going to say, the, it, hang on, on a second. Present, I suppose. Well, you know, before we like leave the nostalgia trip, I was just thinking, uh, just looking over the chat room, uh, Dark Raven actually has a very good point. You know, they they tried to reboot Knight Rider recently, and it sucked so bad. I think it's already been canceled. Yeah, yeah, and the voice for the car. The only thing I can actually put him in that you would remember him from is Boy Meets World. He was the teacher, the gray-haired, glasses-wearing teacher. That was the voice of Kit. Yeah, he played Feeney on that show, and he was actually on St. Elsewhere as one of the doctors. I can't even think of his name. Right. But yeah, good I show. I want a big fan of St. Elsewhere. 
I, you know what? I didn't watch it either. I just knew he was a part of it. So, but uh, now we can do a whole show on '80s television. Uh, CJ is telling me his name actually is uh, William Daniels, I believe. Yeah, William okay. Daniels. Well, there you go. And you learned something new listening to Wrestling News Live this week. There you go. I feel like. I don't know, I feel like Eugene in a women's penitentiary with a fistful of pardons, you know, I'm just kinda handicapped at the moment, but <laughs> I don't I don't have my laptop in front of me and I'm not in the chat room, so I don't feel like I'm really there. Well that's crazy, man. So you're gonna have to monitor the chat room and tell me what's going on in my absence. Well that's that's no problem. I've got that covered. But, uh, you know, like I alluded to, it was a very interesting night for professional wrestling. Uh, we got a lot of hours of wrestling tonight. They debuted a new show on uh, Spike TV this week uh, called TNA Revelation. Which, what is that exactly? Was that on after TNA? No, no, it was on before. Oh, it was on before, so it was on from, you know, we were talking Central Time, my time. TNA came on at 7. Yes. So, say with Central. They didn't, TNA Impact didn't go head-to-head with Raw again, did it? No, they've changed their time slot. They go an hour before. So okay, so two hours before Raw, you have the official launch of a new TNA program. Which basically uh, is a lot like a... It's a lot like a Sunday Night Heat or something where they just kind of recap what happened and then show backstage interviews with, you know... Uh, like, for example... Uh, they showed last week's impact, you know, with the ladder match between Kurt Angle and uh, Mr. Anderson and really focused on, you know, their reactions to the match and, you know, what they thought, you know, back and forth. And it's an interesting concept, but I, I think, I don't know, I, I wasn't a big fan of it, to be honest. And it's just another Maybe wrestling another show. Night? Yeah, another night would be great. I mean, I just think it's too much wrestling on on a Monday night. Sorry. Yeah. I would like to see them put that maybe in the old TNA time slot. Well, I think they're actually going to be replaying TNA on Thursday night. See, a lot's happened since last week. I don't know if you're aware of what's going on, but TNA kind of pushed out is the best way I can put it. Rather than go head-to-head, they've dropped the ball and decided, you know what, we can't compete with Monday Night Raw, so we're going to do the one hour and compete with them in that second hour. Um. I'm disappointed because, you know, with all the talk and everything that they were, you know, coming at everybody with, uh, it, it just, it seems, it, it seems like they pushed out, man. I mean. Well, it, yes and no, but I mean, as a fan, I'm happy. As a journalist, I'm happy because now I'm not flipping every damn commercial break. I mean, it gets ridiculous when they're head to head for us because we have to come on the air right afterwards. If this show was on a Wednesday, then we can watch both at our leisure and come in here and talk about it on a different night, but we don't. So it makes it hard on us, it makes it hard on our listeners. They know they want to get on they know that they're gonna get our opinion on both shows, so they like us have to watch both. You know, as opposed to being spoiled on what happened if they take something. I think it's a stupid move to replay TNA. I think mean, that's that is the that is a, a fucking nail driven three quarters of the way in their coffin before they even get started. 
because the common fan in the United States, especially, <laughs> is going to say, "Why miss parts of Raw to flip back to TNA when I can just casually watch it at my own leisure on Thursday night, and then I don't have to miss anything from Raw or anything from TNA? I'll get take I'll just take them both in, you know." without having to worry about it. It kills their Monday night rating. It kills it. Well, you know, and, and that's, I agree with you. I don't even understand why, why bother even doing it on Monday nights if you're just going to replay it. I mean, seriously, nobody, if, if seriously, people are not going to tune in on Monday nights and go head to head with Raw if you're going to just replay the thing on Thursdays. It's stupid. Like could I said. TNA, could TNA save face if they held a press conference on Wednesday and said, hey, look, we made a mistake thinking the jump, the jump to Monday night would help us with our audience. It has not. We're going back to our Thursday night time slot. Would they would they save face or would they be a failure to everybody? I think they'd be a failure. I, I don't. I mean, you can't save face from this because, you know, everybody called you an idiot for doing it in the first place. Especially at the time they chose to do it. You know, but they were so hot with the whole... Eric Bischoff coming in, Hulk Hogan, they're going to change the wrestling world. You know, they've beat Vince McMahon before. They think they're going to do it again. You know, Hogan coming out on live TV saying, yeah, we're going to get a 3.5 rating. You know, I, I just feel like they dropped the ball. And I've said this. You've heard me say this many a times. I was quoted in saying this with that article uh, with Jerome Willen, ringsidedigest.com, that I don't really think they need to worry about the ratings. They need to worry about putting on a better show. And gradually yeah, and I've up. always said, worry about the grass on your side of the lawn before you worry about how green it is on somebody else's. Well, exactly. You know, and <laughs> you know, that's been TNA's biggest problem is they want to be the older brother so bad they got to grow up themselves. You know, I mean, damn, they they should have waited till they were dominating Thursday nights with their own two and three point before they ever moved to Monday night. Hogan and Bischoff weren't given enough time to build that product before they moved. They just weren't. And then you choose to move a company to compete with the grade A brand A brand that everybody knows and loves at the height of their most popular time, which is WrestleMania. That's just stupid. Yeah, it's not exactly the smartest thing in the world to do. Uh, you know, I think that if they wanted to compete with anything, their best bet would have been to compete with uh, with SmackDown. They'd still get their ass well, kicked, yeah. but, you know, it, it would be something that they compete with. I think Raw was just totally out of their league, and they knew that going in. But, you know, if Bischoff would have taken it from a certain standpoint of, you know, it took WCW years before they ever beat the WWE in a ratings war. It took them right. years. And if they thought that it was going to happen quick, I, I don't know what they were thinking. But, like I said, to just, you know, go and do this head-to-head, and then, you know, you got your asses tossed, obviously, the one week when Shawn Michaels did the big retirement. You know, granted, that's going to happen. Shawn Michaels has been a big fixture in this business for, for many, many years. And, they, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered if they would have pulled out, you know, uh, Jesus Christ versus the devil, in the Armageddon match on TNA Impact, 
Raw would still outdraw them with Shawn Michaels doing his retirement speech. It's just, it makes me wonder because it's so laughable at, at why they've done what they've done. And I mean, it really, I mean, I can't think of any better words to put it in. I'm trying to, but I mean, it has been such a failure that you almost got to think they've got it all under control and they, that was part of the plan because it's been so bad numbers-wise. Like, they know something we don't. Like, somebody's getting ready to jump ship or something. I don't know. But, and again, Dixie and her people can come on and tell you it's not about the numbers, but eventually it will be. Because Spike took a big risk in moving its number one show, albeit, you know, it wasn't doing great. It was doing okay on Thursdays. Enough to be their number one most watched show. And that just tells me that the Spike TV people are horrible at, at promotion. Oh, absolutely they are. And, pro and promoting their own product. I've known that since day one. But it almost makes you wonder, if they, you know, what the hell, how long can this go on, and what do they know that we don't? Because this has been a flop. Big time. And I haven't seen Impact yet, but I'm sure it wasn't, you know, lights out, home run, bottom of the ninth, best show ever. No, I, I kind of thought the show was a little blah. In fact, I don't even remember half the fucking show, and I literally watched the whole thing. I mean, that's got to tell you something right there. I, I will say this. I think that uh, Vince Russo and the crew at TNA have been watching uh, the Showdown Championship Wrestling uh, version of WrestleMania. Uh, because there was there was a uh, <laughs> an interesting development at Impact tonight as uh, Abyss was run down by a car. Really? Yes. I'm supposed to get blamed for that, too? You might. If Russo, uh, if Russo wants to blame you, I'm sure he will. Well, this and I are boys, man. That ain't gonna happen. I hear you. I hear you. So yeah, interesting night all the way around. Wow. Hey, you know what? I think Russo we'll go. Watching the event. Yeah, they, they must be, man, because they're, they're still in my book and prowess. I'm telling you, I, I, I was, I was shocked to see a biscuit run down. Just, you know, a week after JSK was run down. So, there you go. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll find out through whoever it was that ran down Abyss. We'll find out who ran down JSK. It could be the same guy. Yeah. I don't know. Things could happen Probably around here. Probably a loud mouth fucking Italian. Keep <laughs> all eating, motherfucker. You know, you're going to make him call in and cuss you out, man. I tell you what, I think we should open the phone lines, and I want to get someone who can actually kind of help us recap Impact, because, like I said, I caught most of it, but I don't remember a lot of it, because I was doing a lot of production stuff at the time. Well, we don't necessarily show. have to recap it, we can just take people's thoughts. All right, well, fuck it, we'll open the phone lines. You give us a call, just add the Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype line, of course, uh, call us at 501-588-7957, and we will take your call and get your thoughts on Impact. But I guess before we do that, maybe we should play the Impact Sounder. What do you think? 
There we go. Make it all professional. I have to admit that song. I I just I I don't like it. I don't. I, I even like well, the other song. You know the 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 teenage cross the line song. You know everybody's doing what everybody's doing and everything. Everybody's doing the same thing. I mean that one to me is better than this one. Makes no sense. Exactly. I be doing what everybody's doing because everybody's doing the same thing. What well, what are we doing? We're not really sure. <clears throat> Apparently. Apparently not. I do know that. Uh, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm not a big fan of the new theme song either. But, but I mean, with that said, I mean, Impact was a uh, was an interesting show to say the least. And I do. With my boys on the dock. Your boys. The Wolfpack. Yeah, and Nash actually had blonde hair. Believe it or not, not gray. It was blonde. Well, he used to be blonde in WCW. That's you know what that is a good point. He did used to be blonde, but I don't know, man. He just he looks rough now. They all look rough when you see the band out there. I mean, Walt. You know why I know he was a blonde because JSK at times would dye his hair blonde whenever Kevin would dye his blonde. Really? Yes, it's well, true. It's funny though. Like I mean, they all look really rough, especially Waltman and Hall. They look like they're like sixty years old each. I, I don't know. What the deal's going on there? Hard life, man. Yeah, they look, they look fine. They look like pirates, man. <laughs> we actually do have a caller. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? It's the international sensation, the co-host of the Headlock Lounge, and this one that's just pure awesomeness, none other than Chris Crelly. How the fuck are you always the first person to call in? Speed dial, well, I think. Yeah, I I have the secret back cave to the, uh, so I can sneak in... Whenever I feel like it. I got you. I got you. But, yeah, I caught most... I actually got to watch all, all of TNA because my good old laptop decided to work today. So, it was an interesting show. It, it wasn't... My, in my opinion, the best segment was probably the the, the knockout segments, which, which were meant to be a lace... Uh, sorry, a lever and lace match between um, Andy Love and... Who's that other chick from... Um, What's the other chick called in the beautiful people? Not Madison Rain, but the other one. Velvet Sky. Yeah, Velvet Sky. How did you forget her name? Well, I don't know her name. I, I know she's she, 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 extremely hot. But, um... It, like, it was meant to be a lemon lace match, but then apparently um, Sky changed her mind and decided, decided that it, it would be a dead handcuff uh, and in love and beat her down with some whips match. Which then got thrown out because out came the beautiful people, and then Tara, who apparently the heel, came out and saved the babyface. It was a very confusing segment, but still a very good segment. Yeah, you know, I, I actually did catch this part of it, and uh, it it was a little confusing because it was supposed to be a leather and lace match, like you said, and then, uh, you know, 
Velvet comes down and says, no, it's not going to be that. It's going to be a, a handicap thing where you're going to get handcuffed. And, you know, there for a while, Angelina was doing pretty well. And then uh, she just kind of got overpowered, and the rest of the beautiful people came out, of course. And uh, then there was the the aid of Tara coming in, and, of course, the uh, the interesting setup between these two. Seeing as how, you know, Angelina Love won Tara's Knockouts Division title, you know, in that stupid main event match they had last week, which I'm sure killed ratings tremendously, and put the trade off to sleep. I'm not sure if you uh, heard it, but they actually did announce that at the pay-per-view there would be a tag team match in which the tag titles and the knockout titles would be on the line. If any member, if any member of the beautiful people pinned Tara or Love, whoever pinned them became knockouts champion. But if Tara or um, Love pinned the beautiful people, they become tag champions. Uh, I just want to break in. I got a private message from uh, from Blackheart, and he basically says that uh, you know Dixie didn't want to change the time slot. That this was a Spike TV decision, and you know they wanted to kind of keep it going the way it was, but uh, Spike TV. Obviously wanted to change things up, and so there you go. And I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but uh, not this has anything to do with professional wrestling, other than the fact it's a namesake. I don't know if you heard Trey, but uh, the former star of Designing Women, Dixie Carter, who's seventy years old, uh, passed away this past week. Oh, think there was any confusion? You know, when people heard Dixie Carter had passed away, she was awesome. No, she was. She was a good actress. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of confusion with Dixie Carter and TNA, you know, became more of a household name with the uh, Dixie Carter from Designing Women. Well, that's what, you know what? But, uh, Initially, that's what I thought when I first heard that Dixie Carter owned TNA Wrestling. I honestly <laughs> thought that it was the Dixie Carter because, you know, she's from the South. And I figured, okay, South, yeah. it's it's not without the realm of possibility that Jeff Jarrett oh. knows her. And, you know, that that's where that all came from. So, uh, you know, yeah. But what, what would after this match? So, 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 carry on. Did you just tell us to carry on? <laughs> <laughs> Crelly just fucking told us to carry on in our own fucking show. Did you just cut me off and tell us to carry on? That's like Mike try, trying to plug me on my own show. That's just I know it's late where you're at. I know it's way past your bedtime. But, son, if you ever tell me to carry on, I'm going to reach through this phone and slap your teeth straight. No, because I was, I was going to make a comment, but then I, but then I rem- 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 remembered that I was wrong, so I thought, hell, just carry on. Because I didn't want to look like a total jackass on the radio. Nice <laughs> backtracking there, Crelly. You know he's just fucking with you, right? I don't know. It's five in the morning. For all I know, a trader might be outside my house with a hammer about to come slap me, for all I know. <laughs> well, my brother, that would take motivation. Right now, that's something the dog ain't got. This is very true. I am sitting, I am sitting comfortably outdoors. Doing this show via telephone, so I'm not going anywhere. Trey's camping out. It's going to take a lot to pry me off this chair. The next match after the knockout match was uh, Matt Morgan and his tag partner for the night, Amazing Red, defeating the Motor City, the Motor City Machine Droppers. Apparently, Matt Morgan has his gimmick where 
he finds brand new typos every single day to defend his titles. That'll, that'll last like a fart in a bull's wagon. Yeah, and after the match, he beat down Amazing Red because Amazing Red got the pinfall and upstaged Matt, so Matt snapped, and he now needs a new tie partner. Watch Matt Morgan do this to the wrong set of people, and then TNA, TNA announced like a gauntlet thing for the belt when there's like six tag teams in the ring, and they're all former tag team partners of Matt Morgan's that he's beaten down, and they all just turn on his ass and stomp the shit out of him. Now, I think he might keep the belts until um, until Hernandez returns, and then here throw open uh, throw open an open challenge, and this will see the reformation of um, LAX, in my opinion. Yeah, LAX will get back together and go get the belts. I think. I think you're. I think in your language, in your language, you're spot on with that. Yay! I was spot on. Spot on. My... Carry on. Sorry. Credit. You're spot on. Go have some bangers and mash. I will when I go to a taping later on. Just, just for you, I will take I will take a picture of me eating bangers and mash. Hey, do they have Long John Silvers over there? No. No? They don't even have that shit here, Trey. Really? Dude, I, I, I fucking like fiend like a motherfucker. I don't have decent how Mexican up, food. How far up and out of my way would you be from Wisconsin? I'm right above Montana. Oh, so you're up and to the west. Yeah, I am literally about three hours from uh, from the border of Montana. Well, what's funny is that I've been offered. I offer. I was off. Blah, 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 take two. What's funny is, in case you missed that, that was. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I was offered a gig in Montana once and turned it down. I so lived. I could have been your neighbor. I lived in Montana when I was younger for two or three years. Wow, it's amazing the six degrees of separation between the J.J. Sexay and the trade-off, where they've lived, where they've been, and where they are. This is where very they true. follow each other. Girl, are you still there? Yeah, so I was just reading an email that I got regarding ECW. Carry on. Um... And I lost my page. I mean, I got a refund my page because I lost my page. So, it, riveting radio. Uh, yeah, because I I tried to open the email, and when I opened the email, it t- it took over my recap page. So, I'm just going to quickly um, open up the email again. Sorry, the uh, the recap again. So, all right. I, so I, I, overall, if you were to give TNA a grade tonight. What would you give it? I hate to be negative, but probably uh, a C minus. It, it didn't do much building because it the pay per view a week away. And all right, so you give it a C minus. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to watch Impact as soon as I hang up the phone tonight and the show's over. I'm going into the house and in my bedroom. I'm going to watch Impact. Okay. But I, what I want to do because this is different for me tonight without seeing it before the show. Crelly, get up, writing this down. Crelly, say C-minus? Yeah. C-minus. There are two other people I want to hear from tonight, Flair 16-time and Pillman 9mm, and I want to hear their TNA ratings, and then I want to add those three together and see what I come up with, and then judge it myself. That's an interesting concept. 
I'm putting you boys on point tonight. So don't fuck I've, around. Tonight was the first ever pre-taped Monday Night Wars. That that's that's how I'm tagging it. The pre-taped Monday Night Wars. It was. It was a pre-taped Monday Night War, wasn't it? But yeah, that's my TNA uh, opinions. And just to tell everyone, I will be at the SmackDown NXT tapings tomorrow. Um, I'll start tweeting the spoilers round about top us two Eastern. You're going to have a great big sign that says Wrestling Live. Well, I'll try to because they are very um, limited on what you take in. I don't give a shit if you have to paint your fucking body from head to toe. I want to see it on TV. I will try and get a wrestling news sign in. I've got my old, uh, my old Cruddy sign that I got on TV last time. And I'll go create a wrestling news live sign as soon as I hang up the phone. Or the Skype. A WL, a WNL, a big WNL. Yeah, I'll try and do that whilst tweeting and updating Facebook whatever, so I'll let someone else call in and talk about war so you guys can carry on with the show. Alright, well we're looking forward to it. Now go get some sleep. Yeah, and I've got to be up in like about four hours to go catch the train. <laughs> no. Get the hell out of here, kid. Go to bed. We're moving on. Peace. So let me see, what else happened on Impact of Interest? Um, well, let's see, we have a pay-per-view. This Sunday, TNA Lockdown. Every match in a cage, right? This will be the first lockdown right. that we actually have every match in a cage that's not a six-sided cage. Right. Which is going to be interesting. Uh, the go-home for this, pretty much Team Hogan was decimated tonight. Again? Um, everybody. Like, Jeff Hardy got his ass kicked. Rob Van Dam, you know, got his, hand, uh, got his ass kicked at the hands of Beer Money. And... Uh, there was even supposed to be a tag team match at the end of the night <clears throat> featuring AJ Styles and Desmond Wolfe taking on uh, the Pope, D'Angelo De Niro, and his tag team partner, um, the Macho Man, Jay Lethal, yeah! The Lethal got jumped in the back by Beer Money. Hey, little, little, nigga, nigga, nigga. So AJ comes out and cuts a promo and says, looks like it's going to be a handicap match. Cue my partner. Out come Desmond Wolf, D'Angelo De Niro standing in the ring, and at that point, Hulk Hogan comes from behind and takes Desmond Wolf out with a steel chair. Okay. Thus turning this into a one-on-one contest until the ending when everybody jumped in and uh, you know D'Angelo De Niro got his ass kicked basically. So the way things ended tonight, it looks to me like we may have a new TNA World Heavyweight Champion this Sunday. Right. Well, they got the best of him. They've pretty much killed Team uh, Team Hogan. So, with this title match happening and it being in a cage, it's going to keep people out. I, I think my, you know, if I were to make a prediction, I'd have to go with the Pope on this one. And then Flair and AJ start chasing. Yep. I can see that. Well, it will be something interesting. Uh, it, it it's a big push for. Uh, for the Pope, quite frankly, if he does win the World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, I just figured it all out. Okay. Samoa Joe overtook the captors in the white van, and that's what ran over Abyss. There you go. 
You know, come to think of it, it actually kind of looked like Samoa Joe. There you go. They actually showed some surveillance footage. They're putting a new stable together called the Drive-Bys. There you go. But anyway, that was uh, that was pretty much TNA Impact for tonight. I, I was really not impressed with the show overall. If I had to give it a grade, I'd probably give it a C- minus as well. All right, JJ, C-. minus. Oh, oh, and your boys, the band, I, I forgot about this. They actually had a uh, tables match with the Dudley boys. Which Don't tell me. Do what? Don't tell me. You going to guess? That's one part I want to see on my own. Okay, I'm just recapping the show, so I guess I won't say what happened. Here, well, you go ahead, and I'm going to light a cigarette, and then I'll come back. All right, light a cigarette. <clears throat> All right, three, so, two, one, I'm gone. All right, so those of you who might have missed what happened between the band and uh, Team 3D tonight, looks like uh, the band got the win over the Dudley Boys, thanks to help from the other Bubba. Yeah, that's right, I'm talking about Bubba the Love Sponge. X-Pac hits the, uh, the X-Factor through the table on Bubba Ray Dudley, and those are your winners. So very interesting night for TNA. Trey, are you back? Apparently he's not. Okay, I'm back. All right, well, good, because the spoilers are done. I don't like being on top of the witch mountain here with a phone. I can't wait to get my internet set back up. Yeah, you know, I'm starting to get a little worried about you there, bro. I mean, uh, who knows yeah, what the hell could happen to you out there. I mean, if, if I hear screams and, you know, like stuff, I'm, I'm going to be kind of worried. I don't know what to do. So well, like, I'm like any typical red-blooded American man. I like to piss outside as opposed to pissing inside. Back when I go to a night, smoke a cigarette, take a piss about 4 o'clock in the morning, and I heard something growling and a rustling in the grass, and I zipped it up, threw my cigarette out, and got the fuck back inside quick. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was meaner and more pissed off at the time than I was, and I wasn't going to fight it, so I went back inside. I'll tell you what, Trey, why don't we take a quick commercial break, kind of come back, take some phone calls, if anybody else wants to talk about Impact, and then we'll move on to our uh, our segment on Raw, which was, was a decent show, uh, a fun show tonight. I found, out, I found out tonight that I'm getting closer and closer to my new place. So Very nice, man. Hopefully. Hopefully, within the next week or two, I'll be back to normal. Oh, that's cool. Crossing my fingers and toes. All right, well, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll come right back with more Wrestling News Live right here, SundayNightShowdown.com, with your phone calls. This is the international sensation, Chris Crelly, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live, exclusively on SunnyNightRound.com, with your hosts, Trey and JJ Seth. Dream. WWE NXT 
9 Central on Sci-Fi. Hello, Wrestling News Live fans. This is Rick from CartageCrew.net, your People's Choice Show of the Year. I'm encouraging you to come listen to us this Tuesday, 8 p.m. on CartageCrew.net and ding on SundayNightShowdown.com. Once again, you can hear us right here at SundayNightShowdown.com and as always at www.CartageCrew.net. And welcome back to the Trade Dog and JJ bringing back Wrestling News Live for free on the Sunday Night Showdown Radio Network. This is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain, and I'm on Planet Jared right now listening to Wrestling News Live. ShopTNA.com today for hundreds of official TNA wrestling items, music, clothing, autographs, and unique memorabilia, plus exclusive access to Don West's insane deals, DVD blowouts, pay-per-view commemoratives, limited edition items, and much more. ShopTNA.com, your one-stop shop for everything TNA wrestling. Go to ShopTNA.com now for the latest deals. Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, J.J. Sexay of Sunday Night Showdown. If you're looking for the latest wrestling news on the World Wide Web, you should check out www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. It's the official news source for Sunday Night Showdown, and you should make it your official news source as well. Once again, that's www.fromheadlockstoheadlines.com. One, two, this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. This is Flair 16 Tom. Welcome back to Wrestling News Live with your host, JJ Sexy and the Trade Dog. You know, I have to say, I'm looking over the chat room. You guys are talking about that being Triple H's third best theme song? Oh, hell no. I think that's the best theme song Triple H ever had in my home. Ever. And Trey Dog's with me. So I don't know why they changed it, to be honest. I mean, I know he's a big fan of Motorhead, and that's why they went with the whole game thing. But, hell, I even like Drowning Pool's version of the game better than Motorhead's. But No, I don't know about that. I like I like My Time is the best. Uh... But the My Time theme, if you listen to the words, has a lot of DX uh, references in it. You know, keep your finger on the switch gun, and he says a lot of other shit towards the end. And to me, that's still his best theme, but um, 
I like the King of Kings, man. I thought that was kick-ass. I wish they'd have done more with it. Um, but just the Motorhead theme itself would be a, a solid number two. It's just overplayed right now, and everybody's tired of it. I mean, but, but it was brand new. It was the shit. You know, can't take nothing away from the Motorhead guys. That was good stuff. I want to try something though. What's that? See how many, see how many wolves I get in the chat room. Where my dogs at? Where my dogs at? Chatting up, bitches. Which is great because you can't actually see how many wolves you're going to get. No, I have no idea. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you like is that? The the point here. We want to see how many wolves we can get without actually seeing how many wolves we can get. Right. Okay, there you go. Makes complete and utter sense from the hey, mind of the trader. Let's go back to TNA booking in a file cabinet circa 2007 and pull out a show, and let's just redo it. All right. Hey, if it works, it works. You know what? I think it's time we actually kind of uh, did our raw... Uh, Rewind basically for the evening, and I know you did catch a little bit of raw. So uh, yeah, I got to catch the, uh, the, the the main course. All right, now it's time for the Raw Rewind. Kind of find out exactly what went down on Monday Night Raw. Interesting you story. Know, Go ahead. That, that song that song right there is such a kick-ass song. It's so funny because you had already picked that to be the theme for the E-Fed. Yep. Long, long before WWE got a hold of it. Yeah. At least. And it, yeah, and, and, and what's funny is uh, Sunday night, ESPN Sunday Night Baseball was my St. Louis Cardinals taking on the Milwaukee Brewers in Milwaukee. And the top of the ninth, the Cardinals were the visitors. Between innings, they played that song. As they were coming back from commercial, you could hear the raw theme playing in the background, which a lot of times at these stadiums, you'll hear wrestling theme songs. Like David DeLucci and the Arizona Diamondbacks for years came out to the Wolfpack theme. I've heard the NWO music, and I and you'll hear the Jeff Hardy the old the original Hardy Boys theme. You'll hear that on all kinds of sporting events, but they always played it in baseball. But the other night for Sunday Night Baseball, they played the Raw theme as the Cardinals were coming up to bat, and I was all pumped up. We were losing seven to five at the time. And, uh, or no, I'm sorry, seven to four at the time. And then Albert hit a two run home run and a holiday hit a solo shot back to back and we were tied seven to seven going to the bottom of the ninth and we lost it. But I was all pumped up when I heard that song and then we came up and did that. It was pretty awesome. That's pretty fucking cool. But yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, that's such a great, it, compared to that drowning pool drizzle that they used before this. That wasn't was drowning. It drowning pool or Papa no, Roach? It was Papa Roach. Papa Roach, yeah, Papa Roach, crap. But now, this is a great, great theme song. Now, Drowning Pool was used on SmackDown for, for a little while there. They had a couple of themes that were SmackDown. I still kind of miss the old uh, 
Marilyn Manson SmackDown theme. Beautiful people. Oh yeah, you know what? That was a good that was a good theme for SmackDown. I really thought, but you know, I'm not a big fan of the new SmackDown theme, to be honest. Not me either. But what the hey, right? So we start right. the show off with David Hasselhoff. Like I said, he drives in in the Knight Rider car, and of course the crowd is going apeshit ballistic. You know, chance of the Hoff or filling the arena. And tonight the arena were times when they were on fire. Gotta love the English crowd, I guess. Right. But uh, he basically comes out, Trey, and the interesting thing is that, you know, we're two weeks away from Extreme Rules. And so we've got to start setting up matches. Well, Jack Swagger, of course, the new World Heavyweight Champion. You heard about that, I'm, I'm sure. Right, he should be on SmackDown. Why is he on Raw? Uh, he wasn't actually on Raw tonight. Oh, okay. But the reason I bring it up is because basically uh, David Hasselhoff says that they need uh, a contender for Jack Swagger, and who better than the guy that's beat him twice already? So he has named Randy Orton to be the number one contender for the World Heavyweight Championship, which I'm, I'm leery on because, again, we've got a guy that's on Raw, who's going over to SmackDown to challenge for their belt. Now, I don't know if this is foreshadowing that Randy Orton is going to be jumping ship via the draft, but we've got Randy Orton taking on Jack Swagger in an Extreme Rules match for the World Heavyweight Championship in two weeks. Well, you think about it. I mean, not trying to look too far ahead over-prognosticating anything, but Randy's beat everybody on Raw. He's beat everybody on SmackDown. Too. Good point, you know, in his tenure with uh, with World Wrestling Entertainment. But I, I just I find it interesting that there are no you know valid contenders over on the SmackDown brand that uh, that Jack Swagger can can defend this title. We've got to we've got to bring in Randy Orton, who obviously is not going to beat Jack Swagger because I don't see Swagger as being a transitional champion. Uh, we actually do have a caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? It is your SCW World Heavyweight Champion. What's going on, Mike? <laughs> Trey's night just got worse. Tonight just went down into the shitter. I uh, I did not catch all of Raw, but I did catch the main Joe Nelson Wharton Batista part 7,943. Um, oh, yeah. I thought the match was extremely enjoyable. However... The run-ins were as predictable as you could possibly imagine. I mean, it would have been nice to... It would have been fresh and different to have seen a clean finish out of this match because the instant uh, that you saw Orton getting ready to do what he had to do, out comes Swagger, then, like, as soon as Batista's sitting there uh, laying down on the floor, next thing you know, Cena comes, barrels down and kills... and. uh, Sticks him in the STFU and Batista looks like he's he's a flopping dolphin and can't even get up off his off his back. It made it made it made a very brutal and physical match not as in my opinion not as positive as it should have been by the extremely predictable run-ins. I know I'm I know I'm cutting ahead of what you guys were saying, but unfortunately with my schedule, I was only able to catch. 
the last hour and change of Raw through the uh, beautiful little mobile Justin.tv app that I found. Um, so that was pretty much my comments on that. The Divas match was stupid, but it was uh, sure as hell a lot of fun to look at. Uh, but it was a stupid concept. But with uh, Hasselhoff, I guess they had to deal with it. I now, wish uh, I had. Hold yeah, on. What's are, up? are we talking the Baywatch, uh, you know, triple tag team match? Or are we talking about the Divas match that started the show off where Maurice lost her Divas championship to Eve uh, via a roll up, which was a very. Uh, very nice way to win that, actually. I was happy for you. I did not see, the, like I said, I didn't see the beginning of the show, so I didn't even know that Maurice lost her title. I'm actually happy that Eve won it, only because, only because it's something different, something new. I mean, Maurice will probably win it back at the side of a month anyway because she's a little bit more competent of a wrestler than Eve is, but at least, at least now well, we've got some, you think you I don't know about that. I, I don't know that she's that much better than Eve. That's not to say that Eve sucks. It's just that Maurice, I mean, she's really not that great in the ring. And then when she got hurt, I think she kind of digressed. I think Eve has come a long ways. I don't don't discount that in the least. Eve has definitely improved dramatically, and I would have no problem whatsoever seeing her hold on to that belt for some period of time. It wouldn't surprise me if she was a transitional, or it wouldn't surprise me at all if... uh, if she did hold on to it for a while. You guys were mentioning about the opponents, though, for Extreme Rules. You really think Swagger's going to be able to survive extreme, an Extreme Rules match against Orton, JJ? I do. I, you know what? They put that title on him for a reason. Not to take it off of him this soon. Uh, th- they really want you to think that he's going to be a transitional champion, but I think Swagger's got the tools to really go somewhere with this gimmick. Uh I really think that he's going to be a long-term champion for, for a while. People are going to discount him and think, oh, you know, it's a joke, it's a fluke that he's even the champion. And I think that he's going to step it up and show everybody that he's the real deal. And don't be surprised if he carries that title for uh, for a majority of this year. I really think that he's got a long-term title reign coming. Speaking for myself, I will give it a lot more validity if he comes out of Extreme Rules with a with a clean cut, with as close to a clean win over Orton in an Extreme Rules match. In my person, in my personal opinion, um, from where I sit, uh, a match like that looks like Swagger's death warrant has been signed. But um, in regards to the actual opponents, with Batista still being SmackDown challenging Cena for the WWE title, it's probably just a simple case of process of elimination to, try, uh, to have a Raw guy challenge for the SmackDown title. I mean, we all know that the brand extension has gone to shit and a shingle for the better part of forever. So, I mean, yeah. wh- whether or not... As much as I wouldn't mind seeing a SmackDown guy challenge for the world title and seeing a, you know, I thought you were going to see after last week's number one contenders match on SmackDown, I could have sworn that the uh, that the Extreme Rules main event would have been Edge Jericho Swagger in a triple threat step match for the world title because I figured that that was where uh, the program was going to head with. Uh, with Edge and Jericho just adding swagger into the mix along with the championship. 
this change over to bring Orton into the fold, I actually think I kind of like it. And I'm sorry, I can't help but I can't help but love the fact that Orton is still being Orton. Now the fans are just absolutely popping for everything he does. He's changed yep. nothing. He's changed nothing of what he has done persona wise, and he has got the fans behind him so freaking hard. It's beautiful. I love every minute of it. Well, he's been doing the same thing though. I mean, the fans have been behind him for. For the longest time, it's just in the last six months we've really seen. He was he was he was written into the babyface role. The writers put him there, not the not not Orton. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, whatever the pit. Go ahead, you guys. I'm sorry, my bad. No, go ahead. I just the, with the with the crowd reaction that he's been getting this last few last few months last few weeks. Excuse me. Um, it just it has absolutely worked into as close to a perfect uh, perfect niche for Orton as possible. I mean, I said on the Rewind that I thought Orton might be actually um, entering into the Stone Cold uh, level level of a baby face that, um, that acts like a heel. Um, my partner was a little leery to agree with me on that, but it's pretty damn close. I mean, I think it's as close as you're ever going to get to someone being on a Stone Cold style level of being the babyface premiere with all the all the heel tactics alongside of it. I've said that for well, the last Stone six months. Cold, I think Stone Cold's popularity came from as much paranoia as anything else, but if you put the two together, you look at it with Stone Cold's don't trust anybody, win by any means necessary, then you got Randy Orton who, I've beat everybody and I still win by any means necessary. You know, it's a very similar in-ring attitude. You know, their gimmicks aren't much alike, but their in-ring attitude is exactly the same. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Um, I think my Skype is starting to go ballistic, so let me call it a night. Um, Trey, how you feeling, yeah. son? You uh, so smart from that chair shot? No, I'm just smart from the fact you tried to talk about having a fair match earlier in this phone call, and you couldn't spell fair match with six more hands in, in a dictionary. You keep talking there, boy. You keep talking. Bring bring your hey, I can talk. I can talk all day long because I know at the end of the day I can rely on me by myself, me, myself, and I as a real man. I don't have to have help from the outside and six people helping me. I'm coming, and when I come, I'm bringing hell with me. So just get ready. Polish my belt up. I'll pick it up when I decide to, and I'll let you know when that time comes. And my answer is very simple. Come get some. Come bring it. I'm ready for you anytime, any place. Ain't nothing that between you and me but a long distance phone bill and air and opportunity. I'm in. I'm in the car. I'm. A, I'm in the car and the, and, and the keys in the ignition. I'm on my way. Mm. Boys, you know the drill. Adios. Later. Wow. It's always. Uh, it's always combustible when Psycho Siciliano calls in. What's up with that? Well. The guy has to cheat to win, and if that's how he has to win, then that's all right. But he wants to act like I'm all riled up, like I'm all pissed off, and I'm all fit to be tied. I'm not worried about it, man. I know one thing's true, and I know me, and I know how I am. And I don't have to worry and rely on partners. I don't have to worry and rely on friends. I'll get the job done on my own when I'm ready. Well, the guy has to cheat to win.
win. I don't like you to win tonight. What the hell? Jesus Christ, what the fuck was that? I thought I ended that call. Somebody's uh, listening on the player when they call in. Oh, that's what it is. Anyway, we'll take your phone calls. You want to call in, you can reach us at 501-588-7957. Wrestling News Live, as we're talking about Monday Night Raw. Hey, you guys, you know how I told you about my dad last week? Yeah. And everybody, and we were talking about wrestling and all that? Yep. And everybody was like, oh, I'd love to meet Trey's dad. I'm just getting to come on the phone. Do what? what are you doing? Oh, God. Oh, okay. It's about to get real. My dad's making an appearance. First I gotta time, get my dad on the show. First time ever on Wrestling News Live, the Trey Dog's dad. First time, first time ever. And when he comes on here, <laughs> I have no idea what he's gonna say. But you have to ask him about me. So tell me about your son. <laughs> I'm sure this should be entertaining. I have no idea what he's getting WD-40 out of the garage for. This could be very interesting. Well, actually, in the meantime, we we, we do have a caller. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? It's the one and only Maverick from Running the Ropes. What's going on, guys? Hey, Mav. What's up, man? What's up, man? Nothing much. Before, before I, I start, I just want to say that, you know, sometimes people like money. I just... Go ahead. I think we lost him. That's kind of funny. Sometimes people like money. Right? And right, JJ, here, you can interview my dad the first time ever on the show. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> Hello. Hey, how's it going? I was doing good. What's up? Not much. Just doing this crazy radio show that we do every Monday night. I heard that. I've been around that a few years. <laughs> well, for the first time ever, we have the Trey Dog's father on the line. You know, there, there's so much I'd ask you about Trey, but I don't. We'd be here all night. I mean, what can you tell me about your son, honestly? Oh, he's been in this radio business for quite a while now. He started in the back room of the house back here, staying up all night long, watching wrestling, and talking on the internet. I hear Just, that. Uh, staying up all night, wouldn't go to bed, driving me nuts. <laughs> Some things never change, right? Uh, that's the same old stuff. Just gets higher and deeper. I hear that. I'm or sure might higher and deeper, but longer and deeper. I guess you should say. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sure my dad would say the same about me. So. Yeah. Those things don't fall far from tree, but in this case, it fell plumb off the bridge. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. You guys having fun or what? Uh, you know, we're trying to. You know. Just uh, talking to the masses out there, just getting phone calls like crazy. Yeah, Trey said last week y'all had a good response. Oh yeah, we uh, we tend to do pretty well on the show. We've got a, a good live listener base and a lot of downloads and stuff during the week, so uh, I can't complain. That's what it's all about. The listeners coming live and responding that makes it a fun show to do. Well, yeah, and you know the thing about Trey and myself that I think uh, really sets us apart from everybody else is that not only do we kind of give everybody what they can expect from professional wrestling, but you know we we try to be as entertaining as possible as well. So, right now you sound the same thing about Trey. Right now he's nursing a whale of a sunburn on the back of his head. <laughs> it's where the it's where the hair used to be, and he shaved it off. What a couple of hairs he had, but he shaved it shaved it off and 
after coaching on front of the league baseball this weekend. He burned his old bald head, so he's uh, nursing a sunburn. Well, let's see. The last time I saw Trey, back in 2005, he was going bald. Is he Is he pretty much pretty much gone bald now, or, or what's going on with him? Bubba, he screamed way past that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> he used to, when he was a kid, he'd sneak by the back of my chair, and as I got older and my back of my head started going bald, he'd sneak behind me, being the smart ass that he is, and he'd go, erky, erky, erky on the back of my head, you know, and I'd go, hey, Bubba, one of these days you're going to, you're going to, you're going to bite the bullet that, that, that do the same thing, so now I make fun of him. And he said the other day, he said, look at that, Daddy. He said, I'm going, he said, my hair's getting gray. And I said, what hair? <laughs> <laughs> Hate to tell you this, but there ain't no hair there. But uh, he proceeded to shave it off. And so the sun, the sun bit him you know, this weekend. We had a pretty hot uh, summer day, day before yesterday here in the big, big state of Oklahoma. And it burned his bald head, so I get to laugh at him now, so. See, you know, I, I miss being there in the States. I, I'm I'm living in Canada. I actually got married in 2006 and moved up here. This is where my wife is from. And I'm in Calgary, Canada. And literally, the last couple of days, we've had kind of snow and rain mix. That's amazing. Isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. I just, yeah, we had uh, his little brother played college baseball, and he used to drag guys down here from Canada. There's five boys that were from Toronto and different places in Canada, and of course, being from Oklahoma, I didn't realize that <clears throat> it was so much different up there. And there was a lot of fun things that we got to learn about Canada from from uh, talking to these young men. But uh, it's like it's a funny how connected sometimes we are here. While back, I was talking to a lady on the re- on from AT and T. I had a deal that I was trying to take care of, and. She was talking perfect English, and everything was going fine until she said, well, we'll get out there. And I said, whoa, wait a minute, back up the trailer. And she goes, what? And I said, where are you at right now? And she goes, Saskatchewan, Canada. And I said, oh, my God. And I said, you know how I knew you were from Canada? And she goes, how's that? And I said, your English was perfect until you said, oot. I said, that's a dead giveaway from the boys. I explained to her how I knew from the boys that played ball in Oklahoma that were from Canada. Like I said, there was five of them. And you could always tell when that word out came up. It was oot. And they just can't get away from that. And that was funny because, you know, I know how I, from watching my outdoor channel on in here, I see how cold and I guess Saskatchewan must be further up north and quite a bit of ways up from the Oklahoma, from the uh, United States border. And but that's, that's, that's the, uh, that's the heaven for deer hunters. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, that's the heaven for deer hunters. The deer are so huge, and they're not scared of people because <clears throat> they very seldom ever see hens, and they don't know to be scared of them. And that's where your big trophy bucks come from. So, but it's it's amazing the the difference in the different locales, and I guess that goes from the the parts that are closer to the English speaking America and then the French quarters where they you know, where you, where you have the French speaking people. <clears throat> so you have quite a diverse bunch of people there, sounds like. Yeah, you know, the, the whole country's bilingual. I mean, uh, here in Calgary, I mean everybody speaks English, but you you know, you go uh 
out to the east there, and you get you get to Montreal, and it's really nothing but French. It's, I mean, it, it's crazy. When I first moved here, just the culture shock was uh, was incredible because everything literally has two languages on it. You, know, you got a Coca Cola on one side, it's French; on the other side, it's English, and it's it's definitely different. We're bilingual here in Oklahoma too. We speak English and redneck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in uh, Newport Beach, California. My beloved wife that passed away, Carrie's mother passed away three and a half years ago, and we were in Newport Beach, California, which I was lucky enough to win a lot of uh, sales trips up and around the, the, the United States and different places. And the lady came over and asked me. She said, uh, "Well, I was talking." Was giving the waitress a hard time. She goes, "Can I ask you a question?" I said, "Sure." Where you? She said, "Where are you from?" She said, "I told my girlfriends I was listening to you. I was giving the waitress a hard time playing with her." She goes, "I told the girl, said he's from somewhere around where we're from." And I said, "Where are you from, darling?" She goes, "Dallas, Texas." And I go, "Yeah, we're neighbors. So we live in Claremore, Oklahoma, thirty miles north of Tulsa." I said, "We are about five and a half, six hours away from you, so we're kind of neighbors." She said, I can tell by your accent. I said, hey, I'm an Okie. I don't have an accent. But over the last several years, <clears throat> pardon me, over the last several years, I come to know that us Okies do have accents, but not, not anything near as bad as some places in Texas, but because they have that southern draw. But, but we do have a little bit of, we have a little bit of Texas, Oklahoma accent, but it's, like I said, it's not near as bad as, as Tennessee, Georgia. Places like that, but it's it's funny all the different accents that the United States has, and it's we're quite diverse as far as accents go ourselves. Like uh, Louisiana has four different accents from the bottom, uh, upper bottom, medium, and then upper Louisiana, uh, including the area in there they call Cunas. So, <laughs> you can't say Cunas on the radio. Did too. I just did it. <laughs> he did say Cunas. <laughs> Don't, don't, yeah, don't tell me I can't do it because I just did it. So, anyway, it's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, his younger brother played, like I said, college baseball, and they had a tournament in Oklahoma City, and there was 33, 33 states that were invited to, to play there. And of course, everyone has a different different accent, and it was fun to try to pick out all the different states that were going by their accents. And of course, the further up north you get, the more the more deep you get into it, like Trey just said, you get a pack the car and uh cures is cures. Not cures, but cures. Uh, come on, Joe, those guys will say, Come on, Johnny, hit the ball. So it's not a ball, it's a ball. But that's your New York, New Jersey, Manhattan, you know, area. So anyway, we're quite diverse here too, but maybe not quite as much as you guys are, but it's fun to listen to those accents anyway. Yeah, I'd like to think that uh, I, I still have my southern drawl, but uh, you know, I've been here since 2006, so I've started to develop a little bit of a Canadian accent, but not not as heavy. My my wife tells me all the time that I'm losing it, but I I still see it, so I don't know. Uh, I think I can still hear it in there. You're still you're still okay for a couple more years. Yeah, exactly. And then then I'll be talking about you know what's all that a boot and a and you know just all kinds of crazy Canadian shit. Right, right. Well, I'm going to give you back to the fat boy here. It's almost midnight, and this old, this old man's getting ready to turn in. I turned into a punk, turn into a pumpkin at midnight, and it's about almost to be bewitching hour. So i got to get to bed so I can do something tomorrow. So it was right. good talking to you. Yeah, it was good talking to you. Thanks for coming on the show, Papa Stone. Not a problem. Here's fat boy, sir.
Fat boy, I'll give you a fat boy. Hey, fat boy, you back? Uh, yeah, see, that's what we're different. At midnight, I have a Cinderella. He just turns into a pumpkin. Mine turns into penis. <laughs> Keep oh. talking as you come back inside. Yeah, you wouldn't know anything about that. Oh, only on WNL, people. You get to hear uh, from the Trey Dog's dad. That's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. That dude can go on for hours. Uh, he seems like a cool guy. Yeah, he has those moments. Uh, next time I come Just to like Oklahoma, we're going to have to hang out and drink some beer and uh, go to the titty bar with your dad. That That's that's interesting time right there. Oh, I bet. Absolutely. That, I bet is, is. Uh, that is something you want to sell tickets to, I promise you. Actually, I, just reading in the chat room, Clark says, not only has J.J. started to develop a Canadian accent, but he also enjoys fries and gravy and the occasional milk in a bag. No, sir, I do not go for the for the poutine, if you will. No poutine for J.J. So what's the chat room thinking, my dad? Uh, they were actually wanting me to ask him some old, uh, you know, stories of the trade dog when he was a kid. Oh, there's plenty of old stories about the trade dog. I bet. I bet. He would know them all. There's still, there's new stories about the trade dog every day. Yeah, no shit. I get a new story every time I talk to you. Yeah, we haven't even told them what happened to me this weekend. No, we haven't. If you want to go for it, go right ahead. I don't know, a long story, but we'll we'll save it for another day. So I guess we'll go ahead and op- reopen the phone lines and continue talking about Monday Night Raw. Like I said, we did crown a new Divas champion tonight as Maurice lost to Eve, which... Again, I thought it was a decent match. And I called it months ago. You did. Me. She's just come so far since being in that damn, you know, diva surge or whatever the hell it was. Which I'm glad they've gotten away from it. Seems like they've forgotten about that this year. You know what? I'm I'm glad that they've forgotten about it because I'm kind of I'm kind of sick of the whole diva surge thing. Uh, we actually do have a new caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? It's Maverick again, trying this again. What the hell Going happened, on? man? What 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 the fuck happened to you? You were there and then you disappeared, like Yeah. I you know, I don't know what happened. It's just me. It's probably this computer. I don't know what happened. But uh I've been watching Raw as it happens and Impact at the same time, thankfully. Wow, what the hell happened? See, I I'm confused too. I did that too. I had the stream Watching Justin.tv for Raw, because i got a 15-minute delay. Yeah. I'm watching right. Impact on the TV, and literally, I got so sucked into to neither one of them, I, I literally watched both and retained nothing. It's crazy. See, that's not good. That's not good for either brand. No, it's not, really. You know. That's like getting so wrapped up in making dinner that when it's cooked, you forget to sit down and eat it. True that. I mean, that's just that's just not right. Um, I do want to stress, and I'm glad that 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 person brought it up with a private message. But this 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 move that TNA did was not Dixie's doing, and it was not TNA's doing. It was Spike's doing, and it's probably their first admission of failure. I think Spike but, is actually you know, trying to give 
fans an option to catch it before so they could keep a ratings because I, I personally read the rating numbers and it was actually a little bit higher than I expected. But it just seemed, even then, it just seemed like, what the fuck is this? I mean, because you guys said it before. You have a main event being a uh, knockout diva match, whatever you want to call it. It just did not make any sense to me. Um, and then tonight, it's like, what's noteworthy in this mat, in this entire show? It just it, well, it makes no sense to me. I don't see anything really noteworthy yet. You got to figure in though. You got to figure in. They're trying to get you to buy a pay per view, so they're really concentrating on the meat and potatoes of the pay per view with the Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Now, the fact that hasn't sold you and hasn't made you want to plop your money down just yet, or have you chomping to your fingernails. I can't wait for Sunday. That's their fault. That's their fault. Right. And that's like if I say, hey, how much do you come over for dinner? We're going to have turds and toilet paper. Well, exactly. you're not going to be really excited to come to my house and eat, although if I hadn't told you what we were having, it might be a different story. See, we got to look forward to a pay-per-view where we already know what we're going to see, the bulk of that show. We could probably care less. I just think they're focusing more on the potatoes and the meat when you think about it. Like, I'm, again, I'm not getting anything noteworthy. I haven't gotten anything noteworthy in two weeks. And it's like, no wonder why my show had to end up being only one hour for other reasons. But it, it just didn't seem worth going into TNA at all. And now this well, week, you know, it, it you're, just you're, seems you're, you're, boring. You bring up a good point. Now. You bring up a good point as far as focusing on the potatoes and not the meat. I mean, do any of us really care other than J.J.'s prediction about the eight styles Pope Arrow match? I don't think the Pope's a champion. I don't think he should be a world champion. I don't but think he's, he's over at that the, spot he's, yet. He's over with the crowd. He's over with the crowd. That's great, but what has he done to deserve a fucking world title shot, really? Well, what I'm wondering is why they're let it, why they actually let Hernandez go to Mexico when he could have been pushed up to a high standard. I mean, look at the type of matches he's had in the last five in the last four years that was really noteworthy in, in that. I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. Hernandez, Hernandez, Hernandez versus Hernandez versus AJ Styles is much more appealing to me than Pope De Niro. And I understand Pope De Niro won the tournament, the, the eight card stud tournament, to get his title shot. But really, why? I mean, he, he, why? He hasn't done nothing since he's been there. He's over with the crowd because he can speak on the microphone. I, I, think he's, I think he's but good in the ring, too. That doesn't make you a champion. No, but no. It's, it's the same thing we're seeing with Raw. Jack Swagger and Sheamus both getting title runs. When a lot of people said, well, they're not ready either, I think Pope could take it to the next level. I always thought that he had the talent. He had a charisma. He never got a decent push when he was with uh, the WWE as Elijah Burke, I have to disagree here. I think he's got a lot of potential, and it wouldn't hurt me to see Elijah Pope, or excuse me, Elijah Burke, the Pope D'Angelo De Niro, walk out this Sunday, the new TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Will it be a long title run? Probably not, but it wouldn't hurt me in any adverse way. I think it'd be great for the business. Uh, I'm well, not going to lose any sleep if he does. You know, one thing I'm just... learned... Go ahead, Matthew. Sorry, one, sorry, Trey. One thing I've learned was that, you know, no, you could have you could have all the potential in the world, uh, 
you could be the 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 you could have the best potential and have the potential to be the greatest fucking wrestler you can be in the world, but you won't get Jack if you haven't earned that spot because your arrogance the arrogance factor um, outside of the ring is gonna affect what's what you're being put into inside of the ring. I personally think that Pope that the Pope is being a jobber for AJ Styles. That's how I feel, and. He's already had what two matches with him in the last two pay per views, so and is still keeping this up. This is going on like a John Cena feud. It's getting repetitive well, and it's just getting annoying to me. This will, I mean, this will be the already, first time. This will be the first time he's a not hurt and b a situation where it's supposed to be really one on one and nobody can get to him or AJ. That's true, but even then, it's still repetitive. It's like a John Cena match. This is going to go on for 3,000 matches, and AJ's already involved in another storyline at that. So, you can't have your world champion in four or five different, two or three different storylines, because that just makes it, makes the fan confused. It makes, it's making me confused just by talking about it. Well, I'm going to tell you what. This is, this is what I think is going to happen. And you quote me as saying this. We're going to have this, uh, this Angle and Anderson feud, which is going to end at this pay-per-view. It's done after this. Angle's taking time off, so probably means Anderson's going to go over. Right. right. Pope is going to go over AJ Styles. Who's going to be next in line for a title shot? Mr. Anderson. Who do you think is going to go over? Mr. Anderson. Again, they're trying to build guys that, even though Elijah Burke had a run in WWE... He wasn't one of the guys that they built up. He wasn't a big deal to them. So they're building new stars through the Pope and even through uh, Ken Anderson, who, as long as he can stay healthy, is doing a very good job in TNA right now. And I think that's the program we're going to see into the summer with Anderson ultimately becoming the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. I agree with that, though. What's sad is how much more interesting would this Mr. Anderson-Kurt Angle feud be if it was over the title? That's true, but how long is Ken Anderson going to have the title for? Probably quite a while. Unless he gets injury-prone again. Right, unless he gets hurt. Well, again, he's not I mean, working 300 days a year. Yeah, it's true. also on the verge of, you know, bringing Samoa Joe back. You know, how well will the AJ Styles-Rick Flair thing work if they don't have the belt in their corner? How 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 good are they going to come across as a challenger and the chaser? And then you got to worry about Anderson. AJ's a heel. If he still has the belt after the angle Anderson feud and Anderson challenges, then you got two heels in your main event. How's that going to go over? Then you got to worry about the Hernandez thing. If he comes is back, is he going to be the next? Is he going to be the next Samoa Joe that? We're going to say, wins his title shot, wins his title shot. Oh, now it's too late, boo. You know, yeah. he's one of those guys you got to worry about as well. And then don't Another forget about Jeff Jarrett. Oh, yeah, that's true. Jeff Jarrett's one of those, like, unknown factors, though. Like, is he? are they going to give him a big push? Are they going to work with him more? Is he going to progress in a storyline finally? I, I, think, I think his storyline with Bischoff... By the time it's done, puts him in the main event going for a world heavyweight title, and he eventually gets it. 
I have a theory on that then. If it if he's going to go for a title run, it's going to be at the next Bound for Glory. Or, or either wow. Bound for Glory or Victory Road. Either one of those. Probably more so Bound for Glory. Probably, because that's supposed to be their WrestleMania. So, uh, But that I'd be looking forward to. Um, another thing I wanted to mention... Um, since when? Since when was CM Punk changing his name to uh, CM Hitler? Hi. I don't know if anyone. I don't know if anyone's noticed I that. I, I haven't it's, noticed a Hitler reference. Uh, where are you getting that, Mav? Uh, just like the hand raise Nazi kind of salute look. I don't know if any, I don't. I think I'm the only one that's noticing it or just looking too far into it. I think you've been watching no, too I many see, like. I see uh, where you're <laughs> I was say I, I think you've been watching too many Nazi uh, documentaries there, man. I I, I understand I what you're thinking. saying, but uh, I I don't think it's a Nazi reference. I would I think more along the lines of David Koresh with his cult following and shit. Drink yeah. my Kool Aid. Let's all die together. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. Maybe maybe it's because I was watching Justified last night for the first time and got into it. <laughs> Is it a good show? But, uh, oh, it's a good show. It's awesome. You guys got to check that out. It's Basically, the shield. If the shield was all hillbillies, instead of in yep. L.A. and Mexico and all that. Now, see, the shield is one of my favorite shows. I actually went and bought the the whole anthology. I have every season of the shield, and uh, Harmony and I will. That's my dad's favorite show. We'll literally sit down and watch that every now and then. Uh, I'm a big fan of Walton Goggins, who's in this, and I like uh, Timothy Oliphant, who was the hitman uh, in, in that movie, and he's he's done a lot of stuff, but. I haven't I haven't seen it yet because we don't actually have FX here in Canada. It's it's kind of weird, man. I get a bunch of weird fucking random stations that that like play reruns and shit. I couldn't even watch the uh, the last couple seasons of Nip Tuck because when I left in 2006, I think they were on season four or something or season three, and so I had to go buy like the DVD compilations of each season to fucking watch them because we don't have FX here. It's fucking JJ, crazy. JJ, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I just gave him a link, um, but yeah, the, I, I'd say that show is by far one of the most amazing shows that I've actually got into. That along with Caprica and V. I tell you but, what, um, I want I want USA Network to get off their goddamn ass and give me more episodes of White Collar and stop giving me four episodes and call it a fucking season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, but. Yeah, that was all I wanted to mention. Um, guys, mind if I do a plug, couple plugs real quick? Go ahead. And I'll let you guys go. Um, real quick, you, remember you guys can listen to me every Friday over at, over on the Wild Talk Radio Network at wildtalkradio.com. Fridays at 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, running the ropes. Also, May 14th, Rival Forge Wrestling comes back to Santa Cruz, California. And uh, this guy here is the official voice for it, so... Check that out. Rivalforge.com. Order your tickets now. So, all right, guys. I'll let you go. Friday and Saturday, too. A wrestling event you don't want to miss. Hey, Mav, you got to get me some audio or some video from that. I want to check that out. It's actually, you know, they have have all the videos from the first event at youtube.com slash rivalforgewrestling. Okay. And it's got... My first, it, it was my first show doing commentary, like ever for wrestling. Um, so it was the first event, so it was a little, it's a little awkward, but we got it going. Um, check that out. You'll see a great match on there. 
with uh, the angry dragon Mike Hayashi and Sheik Kanabadi. That was the match that stole the show. You're going to see another one with Hayashi coming up very soon from the, from last Friday. That was very good. You guys got to check that out. So uh, subscribe to YouTube.com slash Rival Forge Wrestling for all the info on the world title tournament with that. Very cool. We'll definitely check it out. Thanks, man. So, you know, all right, guys. JJ, we could actually, do you know how many copies we could sell of you and me doing commentary for Oklahoma Pro Wrestling with America's Most Wanted, the TNA World Heavyweight Champ Tag Champions, in the match, in the main event? And give this, listeners, yours truly, the trade dog, as the babyface announcer, and JJ Sexay as the heel. Oh, yeah. With JFK as the ring announcer. God. You guys might be able to give me some tips. <laughs> what a surreal night that was. I mean, I, I was happy was for... So cool. I was happy for JSK because he got to meet uh, Hacksaw Butch Reed, and, you know, it was it was really oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, he was really, you know, happy to, to meet those guys. And, you know, it's funny. We had zero fucking audience for a show with all those talent. I mean, we had, like, what, ten people in in the audience... Yeah, the main event was the Naturals versus America's Most Wanted for the TNA World Tag Team title. Yep. It's crazy. Wow. I think there was something major going in town, because it, it was like at the uh, the Hilton over by the uh, the Tulsa International Airport, and it was in a yeah. huge-ass ballroom in this in this bar, so it was... Uh, that was the night that, that, was the night that James and, and uh, Chris had to go on to the next event to catch back up with TNA, and then the, the Naturals spent the night, and we got lost trying to get to the other side of town. <laughs> oh, yeah. That took forever in a day. We finally made it. And then you get to a show with only ten people in the audience. <laughs> yeah, it was... That was the, also, the same, that was also the, shape, the, the same show where I ordered the drinks, and James goes, well, I don't have a wallet on me, and he's in his wrestling tights. <laughs> Hey, that's all right. I was at an APW show where there was only 15 people in the audience, and all us, uh, all us training students had to sit in the audience as filler. Now, so we're looking go. for the DVDs. Uh, you know what? I actually forgot about this, but were you actually backstage, or did you guys get there a little late? Because I was doing uh, backstage interviews at the time with uh, with the Naturals and all, of course, all the winners of the matches. And, I was back there with you. Okay, you, do you remember when I was interviewing that kid Justin Lee who won like the X title, and the fucking <laughs> Naturals had fucking mooned us? Yeah, they were mooning us during the interview. <laughs> and I was fucking straight faced, not even playing into it, and poor dude fucking just started laughing his ass off. Hey, yeah. that's all right. Uh, when I I forget who it was, I think it was Latin Dragon giving a promo for uh, the RFW show on Friday. Um, I think it was Rick Luxury that was sitting there talking shit, trying to make him break line, break, make him break character, and all that. He was trying to do it for like five minutes, and he couldn't do it. It was funny as hell. <laughs> I, I almost. I, I know almost there's a tape. More. I know there's a tape out there somewhere though of me and JJ doing commentary for that show. Well, I know that there was a link on YouTube where that match with the Naturals, where JSK actually did the ring announcing. I know it's on YouTube somewhere. I'll have to look it up, but. Because I, I used to have it linked in, on Wrestling News Live when you guys were doing the show uh, a couple years back, but mm. I know it's out there. I just need to well, get a hold of the promoter and, and have him send me a highlight reel of all the shit that I've done there, because 
I did a lot of interviews and a lot of ring announcing and a lot of fucking play-by-play. So. Mm-hmm. Shit, throw out the letters. Do what? Throw out the letters. Let people look for another uh, as well. Uh, I tell you what. Look on YouTube for. Let's see. What was it Universal Championship Wrestling? Yeah. That's what they had changed the name to. It used to be NWA Oklahoma. But look for UCW. And one of them is uh, Justin Lee versus. Fuck, I don't remember the other guy's name, but just check that out and see if you can also find uh, the Naturals versus America's Most Wanted under the same tag. You might be able to pull those up. You'll know it when you see it. There's a big ass chandelier hanging down in the middle of the ring. They got fucking broken at one point in the night because somebody did a fucking move to it. I see one for Alexander Saint versus J.P. Sims. No, that's not it. Uh, maybe if I put in a name. Uh, give me one guy's name again. Justin Lee. Justin Lee. I don't see it. I'll I'll look around and see if I can find it, and if I do, then by next week or even by tomorrow oh. night, I'll uh I'll put that link out there. Cool. All right, well, guys, thank you for letting me come on Wrestling News Live again. And, uh, yeah, uh, I was going to do an SCW promo, but I forgot what I was going to say, so. <laughs> all right, you're all plugged out. Get the fuck out of here. All right, later, people. Later, Mav. Oh, an interesting night here on Wrestling News Live. It's been a chaotic show. Well, we knew it was going to be this way tonight when I told you yesterday that I was, there was a good chance that I was not going to be able to see the show tonight. That's true. That that is true. Well, anytime that happens, anytime I don't catch wrestling and I have to come on the show, I'm not as motivated to talk wrestling as I should be because I didn't just watch four hours of it. Yeah, that's true. I tell you what, I think we should take our last commercial break, come back, and then we'll just uh, finish it up, take some calls, and you know, just kind of go over some stuff. What do you think about that? There you go. Works for me. All right, guys, stay tuned right here, Wrestling News Live. We'll be right back right after this. Hey, this is Santo Loco. And you are listening to Wrestling News Live. Not getting enough TNA wrestling? It's time to join TNA Video Vault. TNA Video Vault gives you access to over 300 hours of TNA programming, including every pay-per-view and DVD ever released, as well as other exclusive TNA programs. Get unlimited viewing access for as little as $4.17 per month. Go to TNAVideoVault.com to get started today. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Many Dollar Man, and you're listening to WML Radio. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's gonna pay. I have voices in my head, they counsel me, they understand, they talk to me. Since 1996, audio wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. 
such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. The next chapter in the Hogan Bischoff regime is about to unfold in TNA Wrestling's most brutal pay-per-view of the year. It's a jagged battlefield where every heated feud and championship will be settled inside the steel cage. TNA presents Lockdown live April 18th from the Family Arena. Production CJ Bowman of the Headlocks Lounge, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live with the Trade Dog and Mr. Money on the mic, JJ Sexay, only on SundayNightShowdown.com. All right, we're back right here, Wrestling News Live. Myself, Mr. Money on the mic, and the Trade Dog. Just kind of going over the motions tonight for uh, for what was a, a craptacular night of professional wrestling. You know, and I feel like with, you know, TNA and WWE both mailing it in recently, we have the opportunity to do that as well. Well, it's not often we get to mail a show in, but uh, hey, what the hell? You know, we could have just as easily pre-taped like everybody else in the wrestling business. Yeah, we could have. You know. Or we could have done about eight pre-taped shows and charge you for them, but we didn't do that either. No, nah, that's not our method. But uh, actually, Trey, we we actually do have a caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. I want to guess. I want to guess. I want to guess. I'm going to guess the next caller on the line is C.J. Bowman. If C.J. Bowman had a high-pitched voice, you would be right. Oh, walkie walker. <laughs> Oh, what's up, gentlemen? Not much, Walkie. What's up up with you, buddy? Well, I'm okay. (laughs) Um, I'm kind of a little bit, a little bit peed. I mean, it's not a good night for for me being a wrestling fan, but 
I kind of explain. I kind of explain why. I don't know if, if you guys heard of this, but it's kind of making a rounds around the uh, IWC. But apparently, SmackDown is going to go to another network later this year. You know what? You guys heard about I'm glad you brought that up. I was actually going to bring that up before the show went off the air, but I'll go ahead and let you take this one. Uh, yeah, Trey, SmackDown did sign a contract. Walkie, you go ahead. SmackDown is going to the one place that I think is probably the worst place to go to, the one place that doesn't even belong in anything. That would be the Sci-Fi Network. <laughs> oh, God. That's awesome. Uh, you know what? They should fuck it. I think SmackDown should be a sci-fi show. Like, they, they should have, like, science fiction gimmicks for the <sighs> show. Like, seriously? You know, Randy Orton should actually turn into a viper when he hits his finish. Are you well, kidding me? No, we're well, dead fuck fucking serious. Let's, let's turn everyone into a Borg or to a, a Dalek or something like that. And it'd be the first sci-fi themed wrestling show. I mean, are you kidding me? Oh, and must be doing pretty good numbers wise, then. Uh, you know, you know what? I I think it is actually. I mean, it's doing well for sci-fi. I think they like this partnership with the WWE. It's just of all the sh- all the networks that this show just doesn't fit on. I've never been a big fan of having wrestling on the Sci-Fi Channel, which is funny because I love sci-fi and I love the yeah. Sci-Fi Channel, but I right. don't want the two to mix unless there's some you know sort of stupid. You know, science fiction wrestling with, you know, different fucking aliens and shit like that. I mean, right. who knows? I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to, honestly, I thought you were going to say, and I don't know why I thought this, but I thought you were going to say that SmackDown was moving to the Versus Network. Wow. <laughs> That'd be a better thing than putting it in the sci-fi channel. It'd no. be a better fit, but nobody would get it. <laughs> You know, th- Probably th- not. Oh, this just in counter offer. The Oxygen Channel is uh, is making an offer for WWE programming. <laughs> they want SmackDown to uh, air on the Oxygen Channel for women. But Monday Night Raw to be on the Discovery Channel. Hell, put it on. Uh, put put it on the Food Network. What the hell? There you go. Have Santina to do some stupid fucking food skit every week. Yeah. Oh, welcome to the Food Network. I'm Santino Morella. Uh, Today we're going to learn how to cook the pancakes. Today we're going to cook the pancakes. I mean, I've been I've been bitching about this on my other sh- on my on the Elite Force podcast for good lord how for good knows how long that wrestling does not fit on on the side by channel. This this a few years ago it just seemed like it was just pure sci fi. It had Shows like Stargate SG One, Stargate Atlantis, Battlestar Galactica. Now you got uh, this is the part of me where it's my, the sci-fi geek in me and the wrestling geek in me is kind of conflicting right now. It's just like <laughs> wrestling does not belong on the fucking Sci-Fi Channel. This is well. I mean, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Does it really matter? what channel it's on for you to enjoy the show? It matters if you're a sci-fi hardcore geek like myself. Well, I mean, no, seriously, seriously. Like, how many people watch wrestling and play video games? Probably quite a bit. Probably I'd say a majority of. You know, 
how many of those video games are based around things like World of Warcraft, Star Trek, Star Wars, you know, that kind of shit. It doesn't matter to me, really. I know I'm making a joke about it earlier, but it doesn't matter to me at 7 o'clock. To be honest with you, the networks that SmackDown has been on in the past, I didn't watch any of their fucking programming. You know, I I tuned to SmackDown when I could get it, and then when SmackDown was over, I went to another channel. Right. And that's been every channel SmackDown has been on. I've never been a fan of UPN, my network TV. I didn't watch anything on that channel. You know, they were, they could be on the CW. I wouldn't watch that. They could be on WGN. I wouldn't watch that. You know, the only channel that has wrestling on it that I really, even Spike TV, as, as male oriented a channel as that is, I forget that there's programming on there that I know I would like. I just, I only tune to Spike TV to see one thing, TNA. Now, occasionally, once TNA is over, in the past, when TNA was on Thursdays and it was over, if I was, you know, doing Wrestling News Live or, you know, doing an appearance on some other show or what have you, I would leave Spike TV on and watch Mansers or, you know, so many different ways to die or the Video Game Awards. I always watch that. They're on Spike TV. But other than that, I really don't have anything that makes me go, oh, i got to make sure I'm on Spike TV at this such and such time. The only network that, that does that is USA because I watch Bird Notice. I watch White Collar. I watch, you know, Special Victims Unit, Law and Order. You know, they're the only channel that has wrestling where I really watch their programming a whole lot. So one out of four... You know, because sci-fi, I'm, I mean, my dad's a sci-fi junkie, but I only watched, you know, NXT and ECW. That was all I ever watched on sci-fi. But as long as I know where the channel is, I get the channel, and I want to watch SmackDown, I'll find it when the show's over. I'll turn it just like I do everything else. I mean, even on Monday nights on Raw, if we weren't doing this show live... When Raw is over, I would go find something else to watch, unless one of my aforementioned shows were coming on following Raw. It really has nothing to do with the network. It's how the network promotes the show. If the network gets behind the show and gives it a chance and promotes it on other channels, that will be what determines whether it works or not. And i got to be honest with you, out of the last, oh, I'd say... UPN, well, where is SmackDown now, anyway? Uh, the where, what, what channel are they on now? It's the My Network TV. Yeah, yeah it's still My Network crap. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> out of all the places they've had SmackDown since its birth, Sci-Fi is the most watched and the most accessible in the most homes. Uh, actually, I think CW was probably the best fit for them. Uh, when it was on... Well, even UPN, but I think CW was a good fit. There was a lot of shows on there, you know, that they got a lot of cross-promotion from. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Smallville show, and they got monster cross-promotion out of that. I mean, several of the stars, Batista, Kane, Ashley Massaro, all did guest appearances on the Smallville show. So, I mean, 
I thought that was a good home for them, and then when they left CW, I thought that was a mistake. Well, but not everybody got CW. CJ, yeah. More people get, I think more people probably get, more people probably have access with their Dish, Direct TV, and cable provider than with Sci-Fi than they do with any of the others they've been on. Well, then my question is, it's like, what, what was, what's the problem having to put it on the actual USA network? I've never known that. I've always wondered why they couldn't do it that way. Well, you know, and that's, that's the question I've asked many a times. If WWE Raw does a great rating for them on Monday nights, then why can't they take that same uh, concept for professional wrestling with SmackDown and have it do well on the USA Network as well on a different night. Yeah. Even if they left it on a Friday night at 7 o'clock where it's at now, USA is usually only showing reruns of NCIS at that time anyway. True. If not a, if not a movie we've, we haven't already seen a thousand times. Yeah. You know, I would, think, I would think with the rating success that Raw brings to the USA Network, they would be rolling over backwards saying, hey, man, fucking quit putting shows on other networks. When you develop a new project, we want it. We want NXT. We want ECW. We want SmackDown. If those have to be our top four shows, ratings-wise, I don't care if it's a clown and a monkey playing beer pong for two hours. If it's rated that high, I want it on my network. Yeah, the USA Network used to have a lot of WWE programming back back around the early nineties. I mean, I don't see the reason why they 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 shouldn't do that again. I mean, the the one thing that kind of makes me a little a lot pissed off about this is that when it comes on the Sci-Fi Network, you're basically killing off the one good ratings ratings booster of of the whole week in Friday because traditionally Friday nights have been a great night for Sci-Fi. Stargate SG-1, Atlantis, Battlestar, and I, I, like I mentioned, now Stargate Universe and Caprica, you're just basically killing, you're just basically killing that one good night that sci-fi has, has traditionally have by putting on Friday Night SmackDown. Maybe they'll probably get good ratings. Maybe they'll probably get, or maybe not. I, I, I don't know. But the one thing that they're doing right now is they're going, I'm going to guarantee you guys this right now and to any, everybody listening to this. It wouldn't surprise me if it ends up alienating the ones, the sci-fi base that doesn't watch wrestling. Rest, the wrestling and sci-fi guys like us probably will watch it, but the people that don't watch wrestling, who doesn't give, who doesn't care about wrestling, are probably are going to be alienated by this decision, and they're going to be pissed about this. I guarantee well, you guys, that's what's going to happen. It breaks down like this, Walkie. If you look at it this way, and I'm going to try to get this straight without screwing it up. The wrestling fan will watch sci-fi programming. The sci-fi program watcher may not welcome in wrestling. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're saying, go ahead. The diehard wrestling fan that will watch wrestling no matter what channel it's on will probably watch wrestling and have no problem enjoying some of sci-fi's programming because they're already a geek inside anyway, playing video games and reading comic books and whatever. Hey, Trey. I'm one of you. Trey, just real, yeah. real quick. Clark says in the chat, Matt Hardy's penis is a Cylon. 
<laughs> my hardest weakness is the stop loss. <laughs> you know, at, at, at this point, at this point, I think SmackDown would have higher ratings if they went to BET or MTV or even VH fucking one. What is it with what is it with the black demographic and the black programming that lures SmackDown? Crime time. Do what? Crime time for one. Our truth. Oh, What's maybe? up? I don't know. But I mean, back to the point that I'm trying to make: the SmackDown fan will accept ECW or ECW will accept sci-fi programming. The sci-fi diehard that doesn't turn the channel at all will turn the channel when wrestling comes on. Yeah. You know, that's the differential. Um, I would love to get somebody from the USA Network on and say, hey, look, why is it that your most successful show by leaps and bounds every week is Monday Night Raw, yet they have to go to other less-watched networks for their secondary programming? I mean, like my death case here at my house. His basic Dish Network programming, he gets USA, and he gets Sci-Fi. He does not get WGN, you know. So I don't get to see superstars. You know, not everybody's basic channel package carries Spike TV. That's true. I've been in hotel rooms you know, throughout my journeys, where it's time to watch wrestling and it's not on because they don't get those channels. But the one solid you can always count on is USA. And 90% of those, if they have USA, will have sci-fi. So I understand the move from a business standpoint. Because like I said, other than just a few shows that are rarely ever on right after Raw, there isn't a wrestling network there there isn't a net there isn't a network that carries wrestling that I watch anything else on there other than wrestling. And then I go on about my business to whatever channel it is I do watch. Be it ESPN, you know, Fox Sports or some other movie channel. You know? So the channel that it lands on to me really I know we made jokes about it earlier, but it's really regardless, it doesn't make a difference, as long as it's in more homes than the previous channel was, and I think sci-fi is. But do you know what scares me about this whole thing? And you being a WCW guy, I think you're going to see exactly where I'm going. Do you remember, what was it, 1988, 1989, maybe even 90, back when WCW was really heavily into promoting movies, you know, and, and doing stupid shit because of, you know, obviously TBS and uh, all the stuff that they had going on there. When Sting partnered up with RoboCop, I mean, is there a chance, ladies and gentlemen, that we could see a Cylon tagging with Batista or Randy Orton? I mean, it could happen to promote the sci-fi and the union here. And that's something that, as a wrestling fan, I don't really want to see. And I agree with Walkie. I play video games. Hell, I have a show on Tuesday nights that centers around wrestling and video games and fucking entertainment and Unplugged. So, I completely am the demographic here, but I'm not okay with this. I'm just not. Well, 
other than them coming into your house and taking a shit in the middle of your living room, what bothers you about this? You can watch SmackDown. Doesn't mean you have to watch the rest of their programming. No. You're free, white, and 21 with a remote control. No, Trey, you're missing my point. I have no problem with it. And, and Walkie's made this point, too. It's not about us. We're both wrestling fans. We're both sci-fi fans. It's about those people that watch the sci-fi channel that aren't into professional wrestling that are going to see right. a wrestling program on the sci-fi channel and be like, well, what the fuck is this shit doing here? Why the fuck do they have professional wrestling on fucking sci-fi? I don't want to watch this shit. And granted, they don't well, have to watch it, but that's my point. It alienates a em. different audience. Fuck them. If they believe that we can still do some of the shit they do with those sci-fi movies, then fuck them. Well, there we go. There's Trey's answer. Fuck them. Fuck them. I mean, seriously. Fucking fish seriously. Fuck them. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you're on your guide and you're flipping through going, what's going to be on tonight? Oh, wrestling. Fuck, I'm not watching that. Well, fuck, you don't watch it. Okay, I'm just saying, when yeah. the ratings on sci-fi go down because people aren't watching the sci-fi channel, do you think that they're going to stay on sci-fi for very long? I'm telling you, there's a lot well, of people that are going to be alienated here. I understand that. I understand that, but do you think that the SmackDown viewers now were all, you know, my network TV viewers that just happened to stumble upon SmackDown and went, oh, I like this? No. Their viewership is the same people that watched it on UPN that found out it was on a different network and just flipped channels at the right time. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but did, when, they, when they moved from UPN to my network TV, didn't the ratings go down? Yes. Yeah, because nobody got that channel. And it was well, a fucking uh, rerun channel, too. Yeah. 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 See, the deal was, they were leaving UPN, and UPN is at least a channel that a lot of people did get. But when they left UPN, they were going to this brand new My Network TV that had all these brand new shows that lasted one season and got shit for ratings because nobody could watch. They weren't in anybody's homes. They weren't on anybody's normal television package. You can put a brand new fucking show on a channel that gets no viewership, it's going to fail because nobody can watch it. So when the ratings come out and nobody's watching their network, they said, why are we paying for all these brand new shows when we can pay less for reruns of others? Let's just put reruns on and play SmackDown Live. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah, that's true. And it's not SmackDown's fault, and it's not the fault of those other shows that got canceled. It's just if nobody can... If you have a garage sale, and you're selling brand new merchandise for a quarter, and nobody can find your house, you're still going to save all that merchandise because nobody's going to be able to come and buy it. It's the same thing with the ratings. If they can't find your station and nobody can listen, it's not that you suck. It's just that nobody can find you. Yeah, I, I see your point. I just, like I said, I think this is a bad business decision. I, Of all the networks, I mean, you know, Fox would have been great. You know, even WGN, even though it, it's not, yeah. you know, probably available in a lot of markets. I just, I don't know, I just cringe at this. You know, NXT is one thing. You know, I, I never expected the ECW to be over there. And truthfully, I expected a, a science fiction theme, which they actually tried to start 
in the beginning right. when they had the stupid zombie shit, right? Oh, good lord, that was horrible. It was horrible, but uh, you oh. know, <laughs> I, I just I'm I'm on the fence on this one, really. I, I just I'm not happy that they signed with the sci-fi. The sad channel. thing about the sad thing about WGN, and it would be a perfect fit there. The problem that hurts WGN right now is that if you're a cable if you're a if you're a cable television subscriber, you probably get WGN. If you have Dish service, be it Direct TV or Dish, they've made that a channel on the upgrade package, so that your basic package people don't get it. Okay, that's the problem with WGN. But Sci-Fi, for whatever reason, seems to be available on all three on the basic package. So, from if for, if I'm Vince McMahon. And I go, okay, lay me out, lay me, just, just follow me here. If I'm Vince McMahon, and I've got to find a place for my B show, I say roll up the open, open the map here. I have my choice of, you know, UPN, my network, you know, Spike TV, Sci-Fi, the Versus Channel, you know, some of these. Some of these channels that are out there that made a, a pitch to get the, the programming for SmackDown, I I honestly can say in my heart of hearts, for what he had available, he probably made the right decision because Sci-Fi is in more homes than any of those other stations. So from a viewership standpoint, I would rather be everybody's homes on a channel that makes no sense than a channel named the SmackDown Wrestling Channel that's only in a percentage of people's homes. You know the funny thing about because, this is? It's not going to affect me in the long term at all because SmackDown is played here on the score, which is the same station that carries right. Monday Night Raw, so yeah. it won't affect me in any adverse way. But right. I, I just... We're, we're screwed here in the States. You guys are fucked. It's, yeah. Sci-fi's fucked. They've been they've been fucked for years, JJ. This you gotta admit that. Now we actually do have an off channel here because I don't have sci-fi here. We have space Ugh. that plays all the same shit that sci-fi does. Not the same time, obviously. It's very it's very weird here in Canada. Very weird. A friend of mine in the, who lives in the UK has a channel that's much better than I would rather have be played here in the states. Am I? I mean, I, I, I'm pretty close to giving up on the on the Sci-Fi Channel. To be honest with you, I mean, the only thing I would care to watch right now is Stargate Universe, and I I occasionally watch NXT because my stupid ass forgets to DVR it. But I mean, it's just it's just at the point where there's really no true Sci-Fi Channel for Sci-Fi geeks here in the states, and to me, that's sad. <laughs> it used to be good back in the day, but to me, and Trey, I get what you're saying about when it comes to a business standpoint. But to me, there's better, the better business standpoint, USA, WGN, any other channel. But the Sci-Fi Network, it may get better ratings, but it doesn't mean it's a good business decision. And you can't neglect the fact that it's gonna it's gonna alienate the sci-fi the sci-fi fans that that doesn't watch wrestling. But this doesn't care about those people. 
I don't give a fuck about those people. Well, okay, Liz doesn't have to care about them, but (laughs) you talk about the network execs in sci-fi. Look at it this way. Look at it this way. You're a non-wrestling fan, okay? The wrestling is on a channel that you watch very frequently. Chances are, and this is what Vince is saying, I'm sure, chances are they're going to gain more of those people that don't watch if they give it a try than they're worried about losing people that never watch to begin with. That's a person that you can't lose because they were never there. But for every person that they turn into a wrestling fan that's just a fan of that network and happens to watch because wrestling is on their network, they've gained a fan. For everybody that turns it off because it's on their network that never watched in the first place, they're not losing anything. Okay. That's a valid point. I see you coming at it. Well, well bottom, and that's the way the cookies crumbled. Well, bottom line, sci-fi now has SmackDown, which is going to be interesting, to say the least. Uh, there was another news item I wanted to kind of bring up with you. I don't know if you knew about this, Trey, but uh, I don't know if you heard, but Jeff Jarrett is actually engaged to Karen Angle now. Yeah. I don't mind so much now at this point. I have no problem with it. I mean, obviously, her and Kurt got divorced. I mean, you know, Kurt shacked up with Raka Khan, so I don't really see what the big hubbub about Jeff Jarrett hooking up with uh, Kurt's ex-wife was the problem. It was okay for Kurt to go and fuck around and do his thing. Why the fuck couldn't Karen Angle? And you know what? I look at it like this. I'm a Jeff Jarrett fan. I'm a Kurt Angle fan. But I promise you this on my mother's grave. That I would, I would leave a Kurt Angle interview slash autograph signing, and walk across the street. And if his ex-wife wanted me to fuck her, we'd be having some sex. <laughs> well, Karen Angle is quite hot. I'll have to give it that. And you know, kudos to Jeff Jarrett. I mean, and anybody, anybody listening who says, "Oh, that's so wrong. I would never do that." You're a fag if you wouldn't fuck Karen Angle. And that's the bottom line. Good point. Well, Walkie, is there anything else, buddy? No. I just thought I'd come in and bitch on it, bitch on it with, uh, with you guys, being the first wrestling show that I'll get to talk to it on it. I'll, pro- I'll most definitely talk more about it on the Elite Force podcast at www.eliteforcepodcast.com and uh, probably be a Trey Dog style rant coming on that show. So just tune in for that. Hey, hey Walt, I have a question for you. Go ahead. On Stargate Universe this year, are they actually going to do anything besides just ride around on the ship? Are they actually going to get off the ship and explore and do some things? They have already. Uh, well, they did. Yeah, they did, actually. Yes. Because I haven't seen a new episode yet. I'm DVRing, they, but... Okay, they they aired two new episodes already. Right. So, but, I mean, last year, did they just ride around on the ship the whole time? No, they most, most some of the time they did, but they have gone off to gone off to different planets. I think in a couple episodes. Okay. So, but yeah, see, I'm a dork. I watch all that stuff. Yeah. 
Let your inner people geek have, come out. People have people have bitched about it, but I think it's a, I think it's a worthy entry in the Stargate franchise. So, but no, anyway, yeah, check it out. www.leadforcepodcast.com. JD Trade, thanks for uh, t- thanks for having me on, and we'll uh, talk to you guys later. All right, Walkie. One of these right, days, I'm, I'm going to have to join you on that show just to talk shit one day. Well, you're most uh, you're more than welcome to come on, JJ and Trey. Uh, you're more than welcome to come on when you get time. So, you guys take care. All right, buddy. All right, we'll talk to you later, Walkie. You know, also Trey, uh, another news item that I wanted to kind of hit on: uh, Orlando Jordan actually just signed a multi-year contract, and so did Christy Hemme with TNA. Wow. Which is interesting. I mean, Orlando was actually quoted as saying that he hopes this uh, angle that he's he's playing, this bisexual character on TV, helps uh, confuse teens, you know, and if if it gets anybody, if it helps anybody out with their sexuality, then uh, then he's happy to do it, I guess, basically, is the way to sum it up. Uh-huh. So, isn't that interesting? <laughs> I'm just surprised that they signed two divas. There you go. It's a good way of looking at it. So I think we'll take one or two more calls, and then we're done, guys. It is late, and we're just drained on professional wrestling tonight. I have to admit, I did enjoy David Hasselhoff as the guest host. I thought it was funny. Did uh, they do anything to make fun of his shit where he was drunk and eating Wendy's on the floor? No, they didn't do anything with that. No. I thought Santino was going to at least do something. Well, the only thing they did with Santino was they had the uh, the lifeguard match thing, okay, where he was right. he was uh, sitting atop the lifeguard tower and Santino was the referee. The Bellas get the win, and then Santino swallows the whistle, and <laughs> so they're they're trying to get the whistle out of his mouth, and they call Hornswoggle out, and so Hornswoggle tries to pull it out, it's not coming out, and he does the tadpole splash onto. Uh, to Santino and he spits the whistle out. So that was pretty much the the uh <laughs> the angle with Hornswoggle for the night. Right. Which was actually kind of funny and uh you know, it was nice seeing the divas make their entrance where they had the slow motion, they're running down to the ring in slow motion like Baywatch. Oh yeah, awesome. So that was that was pretty cool. We actually do have a caller on the line. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who is this? This is the one and only columnist on Headlocks Headlines. He writes something called Sunset Smackdown. It's me, Randy McWilliams. The Dragon Slayer is in the house. Yes, the Dragon Slayer, which I thank Tony for giving me the name for that, wherever he is. Tony, thanks. Yeah, more Headlocks, probably. But, um, yeah, I wanted to bring up on that Smackdown thing, but that was about it, like, I don't know what network would work well for it, because you can put it anywhere, pretty much. People just watch it. Yeah, there's no rule that says if you watch SmackDown, you must watch X amount of hours of programming on our station. Yeah. No, and yeah, they're going to find it no matter where it is, if they want to see it, and if they get it on their channel package, they'll find it, and they'll watch it. If they want to, they won't, it won't. Yeah. Had to agree with that fully. Uh, but another thing, does is this lockdown actually going to be worth watching? Do you feel? Oh, I know. I I sounded kind of poo poo on the Hogan Flair team matches, but 
I think they're going to be interesting. I'm interested in whatever the, the Wolf Pack does on this when they be in lockdown. And, uh, you know, at least for once, you know, if you're a fan of the Pope or you're a fan of AJ's or whatever floats your boat, you're going to get the two of them inside a cage where nobody interferes, supposedly, as I do finger quotations. So the Pope's going to get his one-on-one, I'm longer hurt, legit shot. Now, I'm hoping the Pope will win that. Now, from what y'all are saying, it probably won't happen, but we don't know about that. But one thing that's surprising to me, too, is AJ Styles has held the belt for a long time now. He's held it for since September, for about seven months now. Which is about time for him to drop it to, to a guy like the Pope. So, I agree. I think I think the Pope goes over here. That's what I'm saying. Pope is pimping. That's pretty much it. That's how you live with the Negro world order. And well, how how bad does it look if the Pope continues to get his ass handed to him every week by AJ, which we've seen, going into this match with no interference in a cage, he's got to come out the winner. Whether it's a disqualification win or what, he's got to come out some way the winner in this match. I'm hoping that happens, but with TNA logic almost being like WCW 2000 logic, who the fuck knows nowadays? Well, then again, it's the same motherfucker booking it. Oh, yeah, true, Vince Russo. There better not be no Viagra on a pole match, I swear to God. Like, you know, you can sit there and throw the criticism at who killed WCW more oftentimes than not, but when you look at what that motherfucker did with the product in 2000, bringing in, you know, uh, a version of the Road Dog and Jesse James' brother, and bringing Booker T to be The Rock, and you know, like, he literally ripped everything off that he did in WWE. I mean, it, it's... It, it really is no surprise to me that TNA is struggling. Nah, that's the thing, too. I've been watching a lot of WCW from 2000 lately. I don't know. I must hate myself for some reason. But I, another thing that I noticed, even though I haven't gotten into that yet, another thing Russo ripped off was that whole McMahon thing. Because if you think about it, especially when it was with Goldberg, it was pretty much McMahon and Austin, if you look at it. You have a person in, in lead that's leading it named Vince, you have a bald-headed person in black trunks that hates him, Goldberg or Stone Cold, whichever one, and then all the shenanigans going on with the, so, whatever, with the, oh, and then Mark Madden, too, was also in WCW. And let, let's not forget with the whole angle between Goldberg and Vince Russo, they had him punch a fucking limo uh, in the window, and instead of having it candy glassed, it was actual glass, and he fucking ripped his arm all to shreds. And was out oh, for a long time. The Pope was that the yeah, was that the one he broke the glass when Russo came out in the Pope mobile? Yes. Oh man, I they, they didn't thing. have a gimmicked win, a window, and he like literally cut himself up pretty good. I mean, at least the WWE when they're throwing people through glass, it's candied glass. It's already going to give. WCW did all they could to try to screw over Goldberg, even though he was like. Their best thing that they had for him, because NWO was going to shit at that time. No, I still think it was the stupidest thing in the world to have Kevin Nash go out there and beat him. Yeah, and I was talking in the chats earlier about how I felt Kevin Nash is overrated. Now, some of y'all might agree with me, some of y'all might not. I just don't feel that. <laughs> Trey ain't going to agree with that. Uh-oh. <laughs> Trey, Trey's about to rip us. <laughs> go ahead, Trey. Shit. Damn. Trey, there? are you there? Well, I guess I guess we lost the trade dog. Yeah, that's true. What Nim said, Nash was the Booker at the time, so yeah. 
I wonder if you're going to... That's why you can never have a wrestler as a booker, because what are they going to do all the time? Put themselves as champion. Jeff Jarrett and TNA is a good example. Oh, yeah, he was a really good example. Uh, it's That's one of the things I've always been against, is having a booker you know, be your champion. But it, it happens more often times than not, and uh, I don't think that's going to be any different for a lot of these promotions. Yeah, it's a sad, it's a sad, sad thing. Half these promotions. Well, TNA is going to be the next lesson in history that don't have Russo or Bischoff and all this, or and there are certain things you can't have, which hopefully they learn their lesson and maybe put out a good Monday Night War. Who knows? We'll have to see. Yeah, apparently I did lose Trey. I think he's going to try and call back here in a second, but uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah, right? <laughs> he probably would have ripped into me too over Kevin Nash. But mm-hmm. I just don't feel that, like, yeah, I can see that in the business-wise, yeah, he's perfect for it in the political. But I felt as a wrestler, no, especially when he was Diesel at the time, he probably had some of the worst pay-per-view main events of all time. Look at him and Mabel from SummerSlam 95. Half the people probably don't remember what happened at SummerSlam 95. I barely remember that it's Mabel. The only good thing out of that pay-per-view was uh, Razor Sean 2 in the latter match. Well, that was, that, was the, that was the only match really on that card that really made that SummerSlam worth a damn. I mean, I, I don't really want to say it was all Diesel's fault, you know, because Mabel wasn't exactly a technical dynamo. And it was what it was. But uh, I think we actually have Trey back on the line. Trey, are you there? Yes, I'm fighting a battery that's going dead, so I'm walking over to charge my phone and talk at the same time. Now, we were just talking shit about Kevin Nash. You got any comments? Oh, don't get me started on Kevin Nash. I'll turn out both of you motherfuckers. <laughs> we were just talking about how he's the worst draw the business ever had. The worst draw the business ever had, huh? Let's see. How is that possible? <laughs> I didn't say that. How can he be the worst draw ever? When he's the one fucking member of three that actually got that company over. Trey, I'm just fucking with you. We didn't really say that. But we we were talking about how it was stupid that he uh, he was the guy to beat Goldberg for the streak. I I thought that was a stupid idea, but I thought the whole thing was a stupid idea. But I was just ribbing Randy. I said that you were going to go ape shit crazy when I said you were that we were talking shit about Nash, and well, you proved me right. So there you go. Well, I mean, you got to figure how long was WCW in business before they beat the WCW in the ratings, and how long was Kevin Nash in WCW before they finally did? Okay, that that's different though. The NWO angle was revolutionary because let's face it, you, you want to call a spade a spade. Let's go back to when Kevin Nash first worked for WCW, that's where he got his start, and he wasn't getting over his fucking Oz, and he wasn't getting over his Vinny Vegas, although I did like that gimmick. Uh, He didn't get over until Vince McMahon made him a star, and yeah, he did get WCW over the hump because of the NWO, but you can't credit him alone for that. That was a genius idea. Scott Hall, too. No, but who the hell would get over his Oz or Vinny Vegas? I mean... Come on. Well, but well, even it's, still, it's that shit gimmick. So I ain't, I'm not gonna lie about that. That that was pretty shitty. Oz thing wasn't Kevin Sullivan under that mask or some bullshit like that. He was the um. Oh, this is getting too old for me now. So I don't know Oz, but um, the master or some bullshit like that. 
I don't know. I know Kevin Sullivan had his stupid Dungeon of Doom shit, um, and I, I remember a pro. Uh, there's a promo online if you go look it up on uh, on YouTube, where he's doing this promo to this rock creature that's like his father. He's like, "Father, what am I gonna do to stop Hulkamania, father?" And this fucking big ass <laughs> massive rock is talking back to him, and I'm like, "Wow, this was back when they had the fucking Yeti, and they had all the guys like John Tenta coming over as the fucking shark and." Just some stupid fucking Dungeon of Doom shit. Oh, uh, yeah. I think even Kevin Sullivan is a worse booker than Vince Russo. Hey, booked himself a divorce. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's... I forgot. <laughs> Look where it ended up for him. Yep. Yeah. Well, Randy, is there anything else you want to talk about before we head out of here, man? Nah, pretty much that was about it. Sullivan sucks, all that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think we're pretty much tapped out. It's been an exhausting night of uh, professional wrestling, quite honestly. Yeah. Thank so, expect. Um, oh, yeah, one thing real quick, just to plug. Of course, JJ added me on to the to the uh, SCWE Fed as the Dragon Slayer. And you know what? I'm just going to let everybody know that's in there just to watch out for me because... Like I'm slaying a dragon, I'm going to slay the whole competition in SCW. I don't care who you are. If you get in my way, you will be slayed. Now, I don't have any problems with necessarily Trey over here. He might be a good ally. Maybe I should go for the tag team champions and flare 17 time, make you a 17 time loser. Maybe go for 18 time. Who knows? I'll try to get whoever I can. I'll be too baked to slay anything. I'll still slay while I'm high, but nonetheless... I think I could take any championship I want, even yours, Mike. I might be coming for that SCW World Title pretty soon. Pretty soon, I'll see you there. And thanks for the call. Check out Sun City SmackDown. I should write something because I was too fucked up to write it last week. And thanks for the call. All right, Randy. Thanks for uh, thanks for giving us a call tonight, man. Mm-hmm. Anytime. So, so Trey, any final hey, any final thoughts before we uh, wrap this motherfucker up? Anything catchphrase is everybody gets slayed? I think so. Everybody gets slayed. No, everybody gets slayed. Oh, slayed. He's the dragon slayer, not the dragon layer. Okay. All right. No, I'm just looking forward to going in and watching a couple hours of PA Impact tonight before I call tonight. And uh, I would like to say that I'm going to try my best sometime tomorrow to get the Wrestling News Live site updated. Um, with the archive, and uh, if not, it'll be by Wednesday, hopefully at the latest. And uh, just you know, tell all your friends about us, and if you don't have friends, tell complete strangers. I can agree with that. But uh, I guess speaking of the Ethan, when's our next episode? I'm going to try and have one up this weekend. I've got to sit down okay. tomorrow and kind of get the storyboards and stuff ready, and. I uh, actually spent a little bit of time last night creating some new characters, FedExing some ones that I didn't hear from. You know, there's a lot of people that uh, that I know want to be in this thing, and you know, they all know who they are. I've spoken with them, or you know, they're regular listeners, and they're not in any apparent danger. But there were some that I haven't heard from in months, and don't ever see in the chat room or anything. And so uh, I FedExed your ass. You're all fired. And so uh brought some new characters in. So there's going to be an influx of new talent, and 
we'll see where it goes from there. But I'll try and have everything up uh, this weekend. I'll talk about it more tomorrow night on Unplugged, of course. So, hey, speaking yeah. of Unplugged. Yes. And your video game portion of the show. Yeah. Um, with my internet being down and me being here, my dad right now, I haven't been able to listen. I listened last week, um, till just about the end of the show, and I got hit with a storm that was like pouring piss out of a boot, so I had to wrap things up and come back home. Um, have you talked about the game Just Cause 2 yet? We have not talked about that yet. Okay, I would like to know a little bit more about that game, and the first one, if possible. Okay. I'll uh, I'll look so at doing some research. A, I'm just putting out a request. Okay, I'll look into doing some research. Uh, obviously, tomorrow is a, is a big day because we've got the release of um, Splinter Cell Conviction tomorrow. So. Yeah, I am gonna fucking have to get that soon. Yeah, I love me some Splinter but Cell. Sadly, I have to report. Sadly, I have to report because I've been laid off between jobs for the last four weeks, so it's been a month now. I end up selling my Xbox, so I'll have to get a new one when I get back on my feet in a couple of weeks. It happens, man. It happens. I will out Splinter Cell, but as soon as I get my Xbox, it'll be the first thing I'm buying. Well, you know, too, I said there would be a, an influx of new talent for the E-Fed. I actually went through and retooled some characters, too, uh, Santo Loco looks like a million bucks. I actually went in and made him look a hundred percent like a fucking luchador from Mexico. He's got like an he's got a cape that he comes down with his entrance and uh there you go. looks fucking fantastic and there's some other characters that, that gotta make over as well and so it should be interesting and I'll try to get some videos up sometime this week and put them on Facebook for everybody, but Cool. Just been kinda busy, man. That's how it goes. Alright, well with that said I'm out. All right, sounds good. I, I guess I'll go ahead and do the song of the night. Song of the night. Song of the night. Song of the night. Kind of in the mood for some uh, audio slave tonight, so I'm a little mellow tonight. It wasn't a it wasn't a busy night. I, I'm disappointed. Yeah, I'm kind of mellow myself. So audio slave is going to kick us out of here, but uh, I guess guys, thanks for tuning in tonight. We'll have the archive up as soon as possible, and uh, I'll definitely see most of you tomorrow night for Unplugged. If, if not, catch the archive. Don't forget, we also have other shows this week. Carnage Crew uh, will be before Unplugged, and they have a uh, special guest, J.J. Dillon, is who they'll be talking to. And, of course, they come on right before Unplugged. I believe they're on at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, if I'm not mistaken. So that, and that they'll bring be... about Ministry of Slam and the Pro Wrestling Rewind. And... Yeah, Pro Wrestling Rewind every Saturday. Uh, tomorrow night I'll have an update on Quick Picks. There might not be a Quick Picks on Saturday this week because it uh, doesn't seem like any of my crew wants to do the show. They want to go to a PWA wrestling show here in town. So, I, and I'm not going to do it by myself. So, we're probably going to postpone it till uh, Sunday and maybe just go early and do it live right before the TNA pay-per-view. But I'll let everybody know once I have the details. Let's not forget also Friday, the uh, Headlocks Lounge re-debuts right here. SundayNightShowdown.com. They had a successful debut last week, and I definitely need to sit down and have a talk with uh, C.J. Bowman, and we got to get the sound problems worked out. But other than that, that's pretty much our uh, our week. Should be fun right here on this network, the Island of Misfit Shows. 
maybe, just possibly, I'm free on Saturday night. I'll join you for a version of Quick Picks. Yeah, we'll see what we can work up. But so. with, with that said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it over to JSK. Hey, brother, take us out of here. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, Peach420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out.